1: the
4: session is brought to you by morebeer.com where every day you can enter to win the beer trip of a lifetime for two to belgium private tours round trip airfare and 500 dollars to spend enter now at morebeer.com about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's
0: the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a
4: fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all
5: times. <laughs>
6: how many guys do you think that you have the
3: privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The... <laughs> I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going an arm wrestle? No.
7: no. Look at a teabag fight. You're in a junkyard wars? Can no. I get
2: another high five,
3: (laughs)
7: now
2: live from the brewing network studios in northern california this is the radio program for home brewers Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. All
3: right, boys and girls, welcome to the program. Excited to be back, and a lot to do. It's the Brewcaster Challenge finale tonight.
8: That's right. Isn't this the winners' bracket? Come on. (laughs) Uh, We wish
3: it's it's the losers' (laughs) bracket between Nathan Smith and myself and uh it's Schwarzbier. beer Schwarz beer I tasted my Schwarz beer today yeah you did I tasted it when I kegged it too which was uh I kegged it on Thursday I still after all this time cannot predict how my beer is going to taste when it's flat <laughs> and out of the keg like out of the fermenter you know I've said that before yeah. where I like I really People ask me, Well, what do you think? How's it gonna be? I I don't know. I can never tell if it's good or not. You mean from the gravity sample, basically or from yeah, the or before exactly. it's
8: fully carbonated and before conditioned. it's yeah. Before
3: it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just can't tell. I have no clue. So I, I, I was worried all weekend and, um, there was nothing glaringly wrong with it. So that's a plus. That's very good. <laughs> you know, it smelled all right. right? It smelled fine. All right. I don't get a headache by sipping it. Didn't have any rope on top or anything like that. No. Okay. And, um, so I tasted it today, you know, after conditioning. Thumbs up. I think so. Oh, this will be good. Yeah.
8: I'm, I'm kind uh, of digging mine too. So, you are. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yep. I do know the things that are uh <laughs> not as planned is probably the right way to say it. Right. I can taste a few things that were not as planned, and that's different from when you sampled the it a week ago. No,
8: no, those are still oh, though you knew that too back then. <laughs> I did
3: know that too, so you did know where it was going, yeah, I wouldn't call them flaws per se they were just not as this, planned this is the
8: brewer speaking right here yeah. listen to this they're
0: little bonuses they're little yeah. surprises thank you yeah. i like that explanation yeah.
8: yeah it's the things you choose to be seller blind about
0: <laughs> right so
3: to be quite honest with you i'm really excited about the tasting uh for for better or for worse i'm excited to get some feedback on the beer because
8: i think it's okay <laughs> I think
3: it's pretty good. I like you're really it excited. surprised. So. You're, you're excited that it's
8: okay. <laughs> well, you know, well, it's, it's the first time you made a logger. Right? My first logger. Yeah.
3: Um, I still have the same errors, you know, that I always have because I don't mm-hmm. brew very often. All that same shit. All the my same red bullshit. Red. So.
0: Um, well, the difference being is it, like it just, it takes longer to make. I mean, you know, ale and lager, right? You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna screw it up, it's gonna be screwed up in the brew day, regardless. You're not gonna make a lager better than an ale, I think.
3: Well, I guess you're right, and it's not like we're, it's not like we were tasked with an American light lager, which right. would have, which would have terrified me. Yeah. You know, Um a Schwarzbier beer, uh, at least I think, has some room for error. I guess.
7: Yeah. It's a
3: place to hide. <laughs> got some route.
8: complexity there we can hide behind. Yeah.
3: yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about a couple of techniques that I used. You know, we'll talk later in the in the show. Uh,
0: like this thing called boiling. <laughs> yeah. Just figured it out, huh? Yeah. Well, like I,
5: Good. Got past page five in the book. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> right. I got to page five and a half. Right.
3: So, the Brewcaster Challenge today between Nathan and I. I brought us and, a proper uh, Schwarzbier glass
0: for inspiration. Oh, oh. Kostritzer yeah.
3: glass. Very nice.
0: I thought that was a Pilsner glass. What's the difference? Or a wheat beer glass. Well, this is just their branded glass. I don't uh-huh. think the style actually has a particular
3: glass. but We only, a, we only brought one, so we're going to have to blend it, a 50-50 right. blend,
8: and you and, and I, I drink whoever it. Whoever wins or loses has to chug it or something? I don't know. It. <laughs> we call it yeah. something cool. All right.
3: All right, so we got that going on today. Also, we're going to be talking to our old friend uh, old friend Blake Crosby from B Crosby Hop Farm. Uh he's been on the show a couple of times before talking to us about rhizomes. You can go over to uh Crosby Hop Farm and uh uh now and and get uh, rhizomes still. But today he's talking to us about new hop varieties, which is always exciting. Oh yeah. And I am glad that Nathan I'm way excited about that. I'm glad you're in the studio for this one for that too. Uh have you got Let me mention some of the hops we're going to talk about. Um is it Kashmir or Cashmere? It's it's with an N. It's with an N. Yeah, Cashmere. Really? It would be cooler. If if it, it was reading was named that after wrong. the Zeppelin song. I, I
0: would prefer that. I thought it was it,
9: wrong too. When I talked to him, and I made him go back. It's Cashmere. He said, No, no,
0: Cashmere. Isn't the Zeppelin song named after a city in India? Yeah, but that doesn't. Yeah, it sure does. It's,
3: it's also named after a fabric. I think.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. That's for the C, though, uh honey. Mm.
3: Yeah. So anyway, Kashmir, Tahoma, Medusa, and Lemon Drop. Medusa? Yeah, Medusa, which wow. is a great name for a hop. It is. If you look at it, you'll turn to Stone. Yeah. yeah. You turn right to Stone Brewing Company. You head that way. Right, and you just go. You look at it once. Now
8: they have to make a beer with this hop, I think.
3: Yeah. So, uh, we're gonna learn about new hops today and, uh, you know, there's a, we're gonna talk about the difference between, like, uh, a proprietary hops and mm-hmm. then, and then kind of public domain hops that anybody's allowed to grow. So we'll talk about that stuff with Blake, uh, in, in just about 20 minutes or so, 20, 30 minutes, we'll have him on there. Um, so it's gonna be exciting. Uh, thanks to our sponsor of today's show and, uh, every session that we do. Those are the good folks over at More Beer. As you heard there right in the beginning of the show, you can still enter for a chance to, uh, chance to win a trip to Belgium. Uh, that they're. I think it's a trip for two, and they give you some spending cash and, wow. and everything else. So go over to morebeer.com dot com right now for all the details and and figure it out. Um, but thanks to More Beer for sponsoring the show once again. All right, a few announcements to get through today. Kind of kind of a lot of, of things going on. So pay close attention. The first thing is that uh, for the first time ever, we, we've moved the night of BNA 9, of our anniversary party.
8: Moving the night. Wow, not on a Wednesday? It's, it's not on
3: a Wednesday. It was going to be on a Wednesday until I went to the Craft Brewers Conference this week and got some further information about the National Homebrewers Conference. And it turns out that they have uh, altered the way they're doing pro-night. And in a sense, there is no pro-night.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> the alteration, um, is that it's no
3: longer so there. it's going to be really? something <laughs> else instead?
0: No. Oh. Us. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm saying. BNA-9. Beer the something else instead. So and they are things. doing, prof- you, you still get uh, plenty of chance to try professional beer at NHC. I think what's happening is basically that they're moving the pro brewers into the hospitality suite with us during the day. All day, every day. Yes, yeah, so uh. you know how normally it's just a brew club pouring in there? Well, now yeah. it'll be a brew club, a homebrew club, as well as um, several crap. professional breweries. That's pouring. That's interesting. And so what happens is that there's a welcome reception on Thursday night, but when it gets out at 7.30, that's it. The buses will be right, And there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> I mean, you oh. certainly could go wander downtown and do other things, but we thought, well, if there's really nothing happening Thursday night, why don't we do... I mean, we're oh. basically pro-night with our bullshit shenanigans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah? Some could say it's a better party. They were just waiting for you to step up. Yeah. So now you did. So I found that out and I said, Well, what do you think guys? Can I just move to Thursday then? I feel like a lot of people don't come in until, you know, Thursday morning or late Wednesday, they miss the party and Hell, if everyone gets out of the reception at seven thirty and is wondering where to go and there's buses headed to a beer fest,
7: what are you gonna do? You're gonna get yeah, on the you're bus. On that
3: damn bus. All right. All right, so our party is, and this is why tickets have not gone gone on sale. I know I told you that uh, we were going to do that about a week ago, but when I got this information, I thought, well, we got to hold off and figure out all the details. So we are moving the party to Thursday night. It will be going essentially. You get on the buses right at seven thirty, and we'll go up until eleven o'clock. We're going to go party at the baseball park. We got Fifth Third Ballpark. Uh, we're renting out the entire place. There will be a, a VIP area. I think we're allowed to use the uh, – I'm I'm actually flying out there tomorrow morning to check out the site. So we're still figuring out the logistics of the VIP party portion, um, but we're hoping to still be able to do about 100 tickets for VIPs. And I think we're going to use luxury boxes, uh, and you'll get some bonuses, some extra beer and things like that. Nice. We're doing food and beer in the cost of a ticket this time. So everybody who comes in, when you get out of that thing at 730, you don't have to worry about going to get dinner. Just get on the bus, and we're going to have beer and food. So I'm pretty excited. Sounds great. That's awesome. Um, I will have more details after my site visit tomorrow, but uh, it is possible that we're going to put tickets on sale to members this weekend. You'll get an email if you're a, if you're a recurring donor in the BN Army. You're going to get a, an email uh, about when tickets go on sale to you first, and then they'll go on sale to the general public next week.
9: Are you staying overnight there when you're uh, going out tomorrow to check out the... I am. Yeah. You, you know, you got to
3: come home same day. That's the power move. Yeah, fly yeah. in, fly out. Yeah. I thought about it, but the way to God, it's hard to get to Grand Rapids from here. Yeah, it's probably connecting flight at least. I will have been up for 24 hours if I did that. And I'm really old now. When I do that, I'm, I feel like a zombie. Like I have to recover for a week. So I couldn't. I was like, I gotta sleep. I have to get there and do my thing and sleep.
9: There's no uh, private airport there in Grand Rapids.
3: <laughs> Not that we can afford. I run my short on for or carpet. So yeah, yeah. let me put it to you this way: our bake sale didn't go all that well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so even if there's a private airport, it ain't happening.
5: I made more money in one sale than the rest of the cookies all day. <laughs> I
3: think you did, Tasty. <laughs>
0: uh, so definitely an event that cost more to run. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right.
8: I think the the move is good for judges too cuz judging's usually on Thursday and people can do that all day and then go to the party. Sometimes people don't go to the party on Wednesday night if they're going to be judging all day
0: Thursday. Thursday yeah. morning, yeah. Oh, and they have that don't they have the 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 judges reception on Wednesday so there's usually a conflict.
8: Yeah, they've tried to move that slightly yeah. to accommodate so, in years recent, but this will be even easier than Yeah, I think it'll be great.
3: So there you have it. BNA 9 is on Thursday. Check your inbox for ticket information, and we'll get you all the details. But uh, we're now Pro Night this year, at least in Grand Rapids. I don't know if that's always how it's going to be, but that's how it is right now.
0: Should pro be in air quotes every time we say it? You know, <laughs> yeah. we're Pro
3: Night. Definitely just switch it to Amateur Night. does not even bother. Um, but we're going to have, I don't, I don't know, we're going to have 25 to 30 breweries ourselves <laughs> like we normally do. So it's its basically Pro Night. Kickball. And kickball. Yeah. It's Pro Night with kickball. Hell yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I'll, we'll have more details after I visit the site and about what kind of activities we'll be doing. But it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. The other thing happening is uh, there's an AHA rally at Heretic coming up this Saturday. And we're going to be there. We're going to be doing a show from there. Um, of course, we'll be recording it live. But uh, apparently, Gmail doesn't have the bandwidth for us to broadcast it live. So uh, we'll post the show after the fact. But come out and hang out with us. I know the Heretic has given away word. All you got to do is bring a uh, container, a, a container, whatever you want, and then well, ask-
5: that's by you register for that, then it's sold out. So if you don't have a oh, you yeah, had to register, you don't have a ticket, uh, you're not getting the nope. I guess the first one fifty, which I,
8: yeah, I think they're I strong- think it's about a thirty barrel batch. They're strongly discouraging glass
0: carboys, oh, which is
8: probably a, a smart <laughs> safety
0: maneuver. Yeah, yeah, here drink all these eight percent beers, uh, yeah, and then haul your glass carboy full of wort out to your car. So if you, you do s- have a ticket for wort, bring your better
8: bottle or your bucket <laughs> yeah, before you think about bringing the carboy
0: or your keg.
3: Or, I don't I don't have any I I could bring a bucket I guess. I think I have a bucket. Bring your keg, but I didn't get a ticket. Well,
5: I then you're fine. Well, uh, the a little birdie said there there are some extras for like special circumstance like the which you the are retarded definitely, definitely, people that don't, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> definitely yeah. special yeah. circumstance yes.
3: <laughs> All right, so there's that and all sorts of other stuff going on there too. I know Gary Glass from the AHA will be out oh, there yeah. and it's going to be a really fun rally. Um so come hang out with us. That's this Saturday. What time does it start? Tasty. You remember, I believe it's at noon. Noon, I think I thought I too. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like noon to four. Yeah,
5: AHA members get in free. If you're not a member, you can sign up right there, and you're getting free.
3: Okay, excellent. So come on out and see us. That's this Saturday. Also, a little update on the Hop Grenade uh, Tap Room and Bottle Shop. Uh, we are under construction right now. I'll be putting up some pictures here soon. Um, it looks like we're going to be open at the end of May. So July. Yeah. Great. Well, Moscow and I are trying to crack the whip over there and get some things done and get everybody moving along. We got a schedule from the guys um, mm. finally last week, and that schedule says that our inspection, you know, is scheduled to take place at the very, very end of May. I'm going to try to move that up a few days, and if I, if we're successful. You know, don't don't like buy plane tickets based around this or anything, but uh, if we're successful, I would say we would be open the weekend of starting Friday, May 30th, like Friday, May 30th nice. and Saturday, the 31st, which, by the way, happens to be the Firestone Beer Festival on Saturday. Oh. Um, so you know what's going to happen? If that would does, be our opening weekend.
8: If it does get delayed, it'll fall on the NHC week.
3: Yeah, great. Which is which why, great. which is why it can't get delayed. <laughs> right. Which is why I'm in there basically giving hand jobs and anything else I have to do <laughs> to get the guys working. You know, I'm I'm over there massaging necks and you know, tickling Bulls. tickling buttholes. Anything I got to do to get <laughs> these guys working.
5: So well, I powers of persuasion. Like, you could <laughs> let me in on that. Maybe that's why it's taking so
3: long. <laughs> like no one's getting any work done. Uh, anyway, that's your update. We're we're working on it. So hopefully
0: the end of May. And yeah, you can make it the thirty first. I got plans, dude. On that Saturday? Yeah, I'm booked. I'm booked out. So you can't do it. What do you have happening on the thirty first?
3: Me and Pete break up to hang out. Oh, Pete's coming. I'll book him for the Not anymore for the appearance.
0: Guess what? Mm. We're going to take a we're going to take a Segway tour of San Francisco. It's going to be cute. Wow. Right. Well, the 30th would actually be our grand opening, the Friday before. Oh, then that's totally. Fine. So,
3: if you want to be a douchebag and miss the Saturday as well, you know, yeah. that's okay. At least I you're do. there for one day.
7: Right.
0: On the 30th. I'll Segway. I'll invoice you, don't worry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, so that's your hop grenade update. We're hoping for end of May. That's awesome. All right, all the ways you can support us. You know, you can shop in the store. They got a lot of merch and swag in there, and you should get it while it's hot. And uh, you can also shop uh, on Amazon. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage, and we get a little cut of it. We have a product of the week over there.
9: Yes, indeed, it's the seven millimeter tungsten carbide men's polished plain dome wedding ring band, size seven through fifteen. And it's, this is just a plain, uh, looks like steel wedding ring band, and it was nineteen ninety nine.
2: <laughs> That's
9: awesome! That. It's a, it's a perfect illustration of the difference between men and women. I guarantee, yeah. you, whatever guy got this is
3: like, "Oh, this is great! Yeah, I love this ring. I lo- He's like, "Ah, hey, and we can get it on Prime. We'll have it by tomorrow." <laughs> and, you know, I, it's like, it's I didn't even like 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 have to pay the shipping. <laughs> is there a woman alive who wouldn't just kill the person who got this for her? <laughs> just murder them on the spot. And I just, I never even would have thought uh, to do like wedding band shopping on Amazon. Who would have thought you can do everything on Amazon? Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, Pretty,
5: it's in your budget. You it's nothing. Find it. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right. <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent scratch proof, and of that nineteen ninety nine, the BN got a buck fifty. So, nice. thanks, baby.
3: All right, thanks for the support. All right, watch all this live over on the dot com slash tv, and uh, subscribe and join the BN Army. That's how you get inside information from us. Just click the BN Army link on the homepage. Become a recurring donor. Get all this information and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. <clears throat> Oh. Send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. dot com, and send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. dot com. Do we have a Twitter game today? Yes. All right. Twitter game is brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply. You can go to austinhomebrew.com dot com right now. And check them out. They got seventy nine, seventy nine, seven ninety nine flat rate shipping. Boy, would I be doing them a disservice. Seventy nine dollars. They'll ship anything to you. Flat rate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> flat from yeast to kettles. You're you're covered. <laughs> All right, seven ninety nine flat rate shipping plus a whole lot of homebrew kits. If you just want to go get a great recipe, you can do it over there at austinhomebrew.com What's our Twitter game?
0: Well, you know, uh, I've been uh, walking around town a lot lately and uh, uh, noticing a lot of piercings. Everyone has piercings. My nephew Which wants to t- get facial piercing. Any town? Oh, okay. I don't know. Any town, USA? Justin, what is right, it? Nineteen ninety five. Don't ruin my, don't ruin <laughs> my bet. Somebody
5: at the Walmart and that's in the town.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've been looking at a lot of porn and there's a lot of piercings. <laughs> okay, alright, fair enough. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's piercings called the Prince Albert, which is the bar through the wiener, uh, something called the Madonna, uh, something called the Rook. I don't even know what that, that is, but uh. No, but I wanna know. Yeah, it got me thinking if the BN had a piercing where would it go and <laughs> yep. what would it be called what would it be called so you know like mine would probably have my my nut sack flipped over my penis <laughs> and it'd be called the peekaboo and you can oh. like un, you can like detach it and you go peekaboo and you flip it down isn't that already called the batwing i don't know why not a stainless steel
3: bar right through your liver oh <laughs> right through <laughs> the liver good. that's a good option all right yeah. send your ideas over to twitter speaking of like uh weird piercings did i tell you that i went to a strip club in when i was in denver i don't think you had to i think it was (laughs) is that the one right by the
8: convention center no
3: No. um no no uh, it is near there but around the corner it's a different one and i got a i got the first ever vagina disclaimer oh from the stripper like she's like you want a private dance sure let's go and Uh and on the way in there you know there's two different types of private dance. you can get you can get one uh bottomless or or bottomed you know you pay extra for bottomless Mm -hmm. although i'm I don't need to do that. Right. Uh yeah. But on the way there, she's like, and, you know, just so just to let you know, and she starts to say, she starts to talk to me about how there's a weird thing happening with her vagina <laughs> and that, that it might look a little weird, but it's really just because she normally has a barbell through it and, but it's not there right now. She has to go get a new barbell. So it just sort of looks like the lump in the hole of a, of, <laughs> she's wow. going through this thing, and we sit down and I'm like. Um, did you just give me a disclaimer for your vagina <laughs> before we got started here? She's like, "Well, you know, I just wanted you to know. I didn't want you to be freaked out, like thinking it's something else." <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I'll try, you, can keep your bottoms on yeah. this time around." <laughs> yeah, she didn't really she sell didn't know that one. You were a vagina guy. She didn't know that. Super cute too. And we're just walking through the thing, and she just starts giving me a disclaimer for her vagine.
0: At that point, you just uh, you just turn around, <laughs> yeah. and just, uh, heel like just heel all right, heel pivot, and just walk back somewhere else. And she's talking. Looking Back and you just see your rear end, <laughs> Right, my deformed rear end. Yeah, so I got to tell you something. It kind of looks. Well, it looked kind of like a penis, but it's a vagina. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, don't, like, like, don't worry about it.
3: like You're gonna think it's a penis, but it's not. It's, <laughs> oh. a, it's a piercing. Right. And I'm like, wait a
0: second. That doesn't sound right. No, probably didn't look right either. <laughs> Did she get offended when you asked her to keep her bottoms on? Because no one needs to see
3: she didn't that. No, you'd pay extra
0: for her
5: to keep them on.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, I'll yeah. give you an extra twenty to take that all back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even tell me. Leave your pants on. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know when you take a roast beef off the spit and there's that hole that the <laughs> oh, stick was in? No. Uh, I'm telling
3: you, it was it was odd. That's why I love strip clubs. Weird stuff happens. You hear weird things. I've never heard a disclaimer before, and now I have. I would love it if you had to sign something. (laughs) There were other things. We'll get into that later. There was some other weird stuff. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. You've got mail.
2: Kick ass. All
3: right. Feedback's brought to you today by John over at Beer Law Center if you're looking to protect your trademark, and you should be. I had to send a message to somebody just last week, and they basically told me to go fuck myself. The one, the one, uh, different one. Okay. That was oh. the, you, the one you sent me was the second one I got
8: that week. A new chapter of fun for you.
3: It's just somebody who has a hop grenade for their beer. And you know, I send my normal thing. Like I sent him a private message like, Hey, I'm just letting you know who I am. And the same thing I always do. And, Basically he wrote back like go fuck yourself. Yeah. It's people like you that ruin it for everybody. And um, ruined it. I'm like okay. And then and then he, it, he in the end he's like PS the very least you could have done was sent me a private message, not some form letter. And I'm like, dude, I sat there for thirty minutes writing you that stupid thing, trying to be nice, like trying to make sure I'm not being offensive, and I'm explaining myself oh. well. And he he basically requested, he's like, have your lawyer send me something. Wow. So I was like, all right, if you want, that's what
0: I'll do. I'm not, you know, I like how it's it's on you to to reply as a person, you know, like he's offended. Yeah, you, he took your thing. Yeah, but he's offended because yes. you may or may not have uh, because you replied to him super uh, politely. Yes. And he thought it was a form letter. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. will definitely be one that I talk about on the
3: air as soon as I'm allowed to, because fuck that guy. Yeah. He was just a dick about it. And I'm like, look, here's... You're such a small brewery too, like you're a tiny brewery, so it's the right time to do it. It's one little brand in your portfolio whereas it's my entire brand. You know, like I it's literally everything we do is the yeah. hop grenade and how much more publicity would you get actually if you just come on the show like a cool person, like a normal person? Mm-hmm. If if this is the way you want to get publicity, it's not going to work as well.
0: Oh, I oh. see. That's how it is. <laughs> It works so, so well for all the other breweries who, you know, suck a dick.
3: So anyway, <laughs> I called John over at Beer Law Center and I'm like, look, John, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't even <laughs> handle it. I'm not even going to send the personal messages anymore.
9: You know, when, I don't have time. When John sends him the letter, he's going to be like, oh, so everyone's all litigious now, huh? Is, is <laughs> yeah, that
3: it? Exactly. Which I even put in a thing. I was like, I don't like having, you know, my lawyer, but whatever, if that's what you want me to do, per your request, here's your official cease and desist, you shithead. So BeerLawCenter.com, my friend John, he's going to help me out, and he can help you out, too. Just go check it out. He's a good guy. He's really on top of things, and um, I like him a lot as a person, too. He gets it. He's not trying to go sue everybody, either. He right. just wants to help me protect my brand. Beer, so. BeerLawCenter.com. All right, let's do the feedback here. Uh, this is feedback from our last show, too, because I didn't get around to it, but there was some good stuff in here. Uh, JD writes in, Forgive me for being behind in listening, uh, but I just listened to the Maltos Falcons podcast. He says... Delaware is not a landlocked state. It has several beaches. It's good to know that the Aussies are just as dumb as Americans when it comes to geography.
0: I mean, there was an Australian listener who was making fun of us because we didn't know anything about Australia or something like that. Oh. I think and then, that's what that reference was. But we weren't
3: the ones who said Delaware's landlocked? Because I wouldn't put that past us either. I can't remember now. It's been it's been like a month or two. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> all right. Uh, Morgan from Collinsville, Illinois, writes in, Dear Brewcasters, I'm going to be brewing my first Belgian kit soon, and I wonder if there are any tricks and or processes that might assist this attempt. Uh, from listening to the show, I understand that uh, Belgians are very tricky to brew. Cheers to all, and thanks for the info. Any very quick tips? Uh, I mean, it's just like brewing a, a, a different kind of an ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, it's Lots a, of yeast
8: and uh, an yeast nutrient. Okay. Yeah. That thing. Good oxygenation. You know, keep the yeast from spitting out lots of nasty high alcohols. and By keeping okay. them healthy.
3: Yeah,
7: exactly.
8: Okay.
3: All right. There you go. There's a few tips. Everything else, just listen to the shows, read the books. Uh, Brewing Classic Styles will help you out there with that one, too. Okay. Captain Amazing writes in, My girlfriend wants to show off her boobs on the internet. That's it. That was the whole email. Wow. Are we yeah. are we did we rep- do we have to reply to facilitate this? Uh,
5: apparently. Is she asking for no, permission we're replying. from us? Uh, it's all systems go.
3: Yep. <laughs> uh, you can hit the chat button on the homepage right now yeah. and we will get you an email to send your girlfriend yeah. boobs to. Get them ready. Potter them up. We will gladly put them on the internet. All right. Tim writes in. I'm glad I stopped donating. You guys are incompetent as fuck. I mean one week to get your website back up and then the episode that aired almost a week ago still isn't up? This came in a week ago, by the way. That episode's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm impatient as fuck but I mean, isn't this your only job over there?
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, your only job is just to do radio. That's all. There's nothing else that, in, that is involved with that yeah. than, other than just talking. It yeah. magically gets edited and uploaded and there you go. I don't know. I could explain things to you, Tim, but
3: something tells me it wouldn't really matter. Well, uh, and, and through that whole week, our website was down. There was which all- means I couldn't put up, our, our server was literally down. So right. the reason the show didn't go up, uh, here's a little thing that happens. Your server works along with the show. Like when you download, it gets downloaded from the server. Mm. So I couldn't even put the show on a server because there was no fucking server.
0: Right. And anyway. And it was explained everywhere. It was explained in the forum, explained on Facebook, on Twitter. It was literally explained everywhere several times throughout that week. And by the way, if you think you were
3: frustrated, Tim, you should have seen me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our company totally failed, basically, is what happened. Yep. And we had to take to social media to even get them <laughs> to fix the thing. Finally, at the end of the week, I was like, guys, you've been telling me shit for three days now, and it's all been lies. So I went to, I went to Twitter site got up the next day got him yeah. because site got up 6 hours after that it's still it tends to work yeah for when sure when you have how many people do we have over on twitter when you have 40,000 people or something 40,000 i think right
0: yeah. no 28, 28, 28. Guys are <laughs> don't overshoot it that doesn't 40 likes you have a 100,000 people that <laughs> yeah. love you well also <laughs> we don't have our own server it's a company right so it wasn't us it was a company yeah. so everyone uh um, anyway tim thanks for
3: the email asshole all right, uh, Brendan from Sydney writes in, Hey, Justin, after my last email, Tasty asked for more tips when traveling to Australia. Here's Here are, f- are a few more. Flip-flops are called thongs, and thongs are called G-strings. Uh, here's one that's good to know, actually. Uh, the electricity here is 240 volts, so Justin and Nate will need to be very careful with their hair dryers. <laughs> no. Actually, we are, depending on how much of the crew over, we're... Maybe bring equipment to do a show.
8: Yeah. And Make sure those power supplies are auto-switching ooh. or you burn some stuff
3: up, man. I don't think we're going to bring our equipment now. I didn't think about that. Uh, here's another one. Um, this is how you pronounce capital cities in Australia. Melbourne is Melbourne. Melbourne. With the bin part almost a B-N. Melbourne. Um, and the I... Uh, okay. And without the I. So, Melbourne. Brisbane is Brisbane, and Canberra is Canberra, (laughs) and Sydney is Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) Great! So I think I'm a pro already. I can handle the last one. I don't know about the others. So far, so good.
8: There's Uh, there's no other cities, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's it. It's all desert. Everything else is like (laughs) we're experts now. We're good. The cities are named after clicks.
3: The alcohol limit for driving is .05, and we drive on the left side of the road. And you put those <laughs> two things together, and I'm fucked. I'll all tell right. you that right now. <laughs> uh, okay, and here's an answer for you, Tasty. Last week when uh, we were reading about the different beer glass sizes, Tasty asked why all the measurements given for the beer glass were in ounces. The reason is the beer glasses are in, uh, because the reason the beer glasses are in ounces is. Um, they're all from before Australia went metric in the early 70s.
5: Oh, but they did. The transfer.
3: Yeah, they switched We talked over. about
5: it here some time ago. We never did, though, I guess, right?
3: Or yeah, that's right. No, we never did. Hmm. Uh, all right, Matt in Virginia writes in, I think you guys missed out on a hard-hitting question with left hand regarding trademarking nitro on their bottles. Uh, may- maybe I'm misunderstanding the significance, but are we going to stand by and Virginia. let one brewery claim a somewhat commonly used term in the brewing world? Uh, how freaking annoying is it to say California Common instead of Steam? What will breweries put on their labels instead of Nitro? Like nitrogenated uh, or something like that. Yeah, small little bubbles. Yes. So I did ask, uh, you know, here's what I do. I tend to feel out how much we're going to get out of guests long before I get to any hard-hitting questions. And, you know... We didn't get a whole lot out of left-hand about mm-hmm. different things. We talked about the process, and they said there's a video on it on YouTube. Yeah. I said, how do we find the video? They said, Google. It's on YouTube. <laughs> and by the <laughs> way, that, that video doesn't teach you anything either. It's kind of a joke on we're not going to tell you. Right. Now, the left-hand guys are nice, just don't get me wrong, and I, and I, I really did love their beer. It's a fine interview. But what I'm saying is by the time we got to the, the part about the nitro, I asked, but I could tell, taking it any further than that, I wasn't going to get you an answer anyway. Yeah, it was a little touchy still. It going to be still. an awkward silence and a weird reaction, yeah. and it just doesn't make me very comfortable. It doesn't really make for good radio, and I figure, if I'm not going to get an answer anyway, why make everybody uncomfortable in the process? Right. You could tell, and also, I don't think they would go for trademarking Nitro if they didn't really feel like you know it was something they should do anyway so we were going to get that answer we were going to get the it's something yeah, we should do Clearly. Yeah. Um,
5: and then so, they were going to hear from me it's probably something to the effect that i'm not a big fan of their choice Yeah, what they're doing yeah I mean whether i mean i would try to hide it but it would become inherently clear it would be gravy just hung up by we the way the one of the
3: arguments one of the arguments that the dickheads who are using my hop grenade at that brewery oh. made was uh, to me they're you know saying that i'm part of the problem they asked right. what mm-hmm. are you going to trademark next beer
0: <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, no
3: IPA, dude." All I like to think it was, yeah. That's where I'm going yeah, with this. That's right. where I'm going.
0: Yeah, I'm starting at the really wildly esoteric and gonna go and not narrow, but wider than that. I hope <laughs> yeah. the trademark bottle.
3: What are you gonna <laughs> do next, Mercedes Benz? Trademark the word car? <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so I don't know. I sometimes you just gotta leave it to me on these things, and I didn't feel like it was right to press the issue because I didn't think we were gonna get an answer that satisfied anybody.
0: So I left it alone. Good choice, I think. Yeah. yeah, I like how he's like. Are we gonna stand by? <laughs> what yeah. do we have to do with it? Yeah, I know. What do you like? Uh, work at Safeway? Like, what, are you in the beer industry? Are you not? Is it your job to stand up? No. No, you're gonna grab. Don't,
8: don't worry pitchforks it. and torches and head yeah. down there and
0: find these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then don't don't buy their beer if you don't like
3: it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like Matt and anybody else, if if you do have a, a a problem with it, and I would I would say there could be an argument made for having a problem with it. Then I you just you know I don't know you you. You respond with your with your dollars. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do with your dollars? And uh, I I found the beer so goddamn good yeah. that I think my dollars are going to go there anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you make that choice, then uh, uh, you it's know, more for us. Yeah. All right. Ryan and Pueblo writes in, um, hi, Team BN. I've officially listened to every single session, Bruce Strong, and Jamil Show Archive uh, podcast as of today. Wow. To celebrate, I decided to finally give in to those damn uh, Adam and Eve live reads. mm I'm not sure how I made it through so many episodes without even the slightest bit of curiosity, but I did. Until today. So the little lady and I went on Adam and Eve's shopping spree this afternoon, courtesy of the BN Army Code. Of course, uh, I first had to check for the frequently listed genres. You know, big butt, big boobs, anal, milf, yada, yada, yada. But then settled on a giant donger for the lady and some sort of fake vision for myself. <laughs> nice work, buddy. I've already told the lady that we need to name the giant donger fuck Nate in the Schwartz <laughs> oh. in honor of the upcoming Brewcaster Challenge. Uh, thanks for all that the BN does: humor, beer history, homebrew inside beer culture, and uh, Brewcaster drama. You guys nail it all. Uh, Ryan from Pueblo. I feel like that's a, that's a long name. Doesn't it? Doesn't have to be like a Jerry. You know,
9: it's it its a name. That's a sentence.
3: I don't know, but I hope that it does that of the name. And every time they're bringing out the donger, he's like, "Hey, get out, fuck Nate and the Schwartz." <laughs> but then, what about when she's calling it out like over and over? It's yeah. just—it's a, a long way to go. That's you know,
8: it's a good point. He didn't ask for the BN logo on his flashlight or something, <laughs> right? Uh, all
3: right, and here is our spam of the week sent to us by Belinda Rashid in in a private message. I love casual dating, quickies in the park, and pool sex, winky smiley face. I'm not too picky about guys, so just message me and let's have some fun. You can view my uh, profile over at Belinda-Rashid.us slash question mark P equal sign. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. To the point, straight to the point. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. There was I love no, casual dating and anal. Yeah, there was no like beat around the bush, no literate, n- nothing. Just straight up, hey, I'm super not picky and I like to get down real fast. <laughs> or,
3: or like, in a, it's also
0: random. Yeah. I like let's, casual sex and in pools. In
3: right.
7: parks. In a
0: park. <laughs>
3: in a pool. Yeah,
0: but not above ground pool, because I think that's weird. Yeah, no doughboys. At the ball game, on camping trips, in yeah. a pool. Uh, By the way, did I mention I'm super not picky? <laughs> so
3: she does know our audience, at least. Right. Because then we're like, oh, pff, sweet. Yeah. Right. Males. <laughs> right. All right. Feedback is brought to you today by Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Blake Crosby. He's from B. Crosby Hot Farms. We're going to talk about new hop varieties on the market. So if you have questions, 888 401 beer. That's 888 401 beer. Or hit the chat button on the homepage. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
4: Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz. More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making.
7: Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine.
10: Greetings,
4: cretins. This is John Palmer. And when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs> Read your way to better homebrew.
1: The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you
0: still like to have a good time?
1: Watch out!
0: This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishef's consent is prohibited. Saka JP.
4: A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rat fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over. You. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing
3: on at hoptech.com.
2: This is
3: Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're, you're listening to the Brewing Network.
4: Of radio
2: gold.
4: right
3: now. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Some things going on today. The Brewcaster Challenge is going to be happening here in uh, just about a half an hour. But right now, we've got uh, Blake Crosby on the line from B. Crosby Hop Farms. Hey, Blake, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thanks for being on the show again. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've got some crazy Skype noise coming out of you, I think. Uh-oh. Yeah. Might have uh, to. Are you on a headset? I am on a headset, yeah. Mm. Try, maybe How's the good, sound?
9: Uh, try using the uh, the built-in mic instead. Sometimes uh, the headsets have a bunch of
3: feedback. Yeah, what if you just rip that headset out? You guys there? Yeah, can you yeah, hear it? Over here? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> Perfect. He can't hear me either. (laughs) I think we they got his uh, sales guy with him, too, Bo. Hey, Bo, you with us?
11: Yeah, I can hear you guys loud and clear. There you are. Hi, Bo. Yeah, how how are you all doing this evening? Doing great. Hey, Bo,
3: what do you do with Crosby Hops Farm?
11: Yeah, so um, I'm actually uh, uh, started out with Blake a couple years ago, and I'm actually uh, in sales, so I'm making sure hops are going out the door.
3: Oh, good. I have a good question for you in a minute here, too. Sure. Let me work out getting Blake back on and see if we can uh, get this happening.
11: Cool. Having some technical issues, I understand.
3: Yeah, just a little bit. We will see if we we, don't, we, we want him to sound great, so let's see if we can <laughs> clean that up. Can you hear me now, Blake? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, much there better. Go.
6: That's better. Okay, good. It's- Must have been a bad connection or something.
3: Yeah. Are you still on the headset? I'm still on the headset, yeah. Okay. Ooh. It's working for now. Okay. I hear a little bit of the noise. It might come back. Um, we'll figure That's, it out as we go. It's because you guys are like kind of fading
6: in and out as well. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if it's just my country internet or what. It <laughs> could
7: be. Hey, I thought we had fiber optics, man? <laughs> uh,
3: Blake, let me ask you this. Do you have a, a landline there, too?
6: I do, yeah. Should we just do it that way?
3: Yeah, let's see if I can get you cleaner. Call me at, uh, I'll type it into you, but it's 888-401-BEER.
6: All right, sounds good. Let's try that.
3: All right.
9: In the meantime, let's ask uh, Bo. Hey, Bo, are are hops selling themselves now? I mean, how much selling are you
11: doing? Well, I mean, it's starting off, um, you know, a few years ago, you know, it was was, was a lot of us reaching out to guys, and now we're really starting to feel the love and the reciprocation back as, as hops really are selling themselves, so to speak.
3: Are we the question I wanted to ask you about this too and I just got back from the Craft Brewers Conference. So, of course, a lot of talk about hops and contracts and demand for hops.
11: Uh, sure, we were we were there. We had a booth for the third year in a row. Oh, good. So, yeah.
3: I guess the question I have is are our growers going to be able to keep up with demand? How do you see that happening right now?
7: Well, there's a lot of acres that's
11: currently being put in, um, you know, especially here in, in Oregon. You know, there are a few acres being put in, and um, Yakima as well. But uh, I know that Idaho has put in a lot of acreage. And also, there's kind of the micro-hop farming revolution happening kind of across the country. But um, when you have higher-yielding hops, you know, as, as certain um, newer proprietary varieties, newer USDA public varieties are coming out, yes, I think. That you know, give her you know plus or minus a few years. I think it's going to be be able to keep up. You know, okay. I, don't, I don't I don't really see a doom and gloom of the actual hop industry. I'm I'm kind of seeing more of a you know more of a diversification right now.
3: Good because the worry out there is it's pretty doom and gloom. There's a lot of scary things being said, like with the with the amount of new breweries coming out and the hops not being able to keep up. I find it hard to believe, to be honest. I'm not buying into it per se, but there's a lot of scary stuff being said out there.
11: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I think that's the rumor mongers, and, and, um, sure, there, there, there are going to be certain varieties that are going to be highly sought after that, um, certain members might not be able to get their hands on either because of price or just because of availability. But I think all in all, just with the plethora of new varieties coming out, I mean, it's, it's kind of a wide open world of hops right now. Okay. Pretty exciting.
3: Good. All right, let's try Blake. I think we got him on the line here, too. Blake, can you hear us? Yeah. There we go. Now you're nice and clear. Okay, good. I sound like the handsome farmer that you are, Blake.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm kind f- of embarrassed because Bo and I spent like a half hour today... With headsets and testing and we thought we had it dialed in, but apparently not.
9: I told you to spend at least an hour, Blake. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. That's
6: right. My the, bad.
3: These are the thing I'm sure that you have a list of things as a hot farmer that make you pull your hair out, and the inconsistency of Skype is the thing that makes me do that. Honestly. It doesn't yeah. matter how long you spend on it. You go to game time and everything is screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so no, was weird. Weird. I was got, going.
6: You know, I was feeling real confident. Yeah. It was like especially after last year it worked perfectly. So yeah. I don't
3: know. Uh, good effort anyway. Yeah. Alright, folks at home, uh, just so you know, you can go to B Crosby Hops right now, bcrosbyhops.com, and that's the home of Crosby Hop Farm. I assume you can still pre order uh, rhizomes, right?
6: Yeah, we're still uh, doing that, and uh, season is wrapping up here in the next couple weeks, but we still have a few left in the cooler.
3: Okay. Excellent. So go do that if you're looking to grow some hops at home, and I recommend you do. Look, even if you're not going to brew with them, uh, you know, maybe you you think you're not going to get enough or you're not brewing that often, they're they're a heck of a lot of fun to grow. Uh, They're nice to have around, and I think it adds to your brewing knowledge to be able to grow some hops. I've done it. I haven't done it in a couple years, but I've grown some hops before. Uh, They never came out very good, but that's because I don't have a green. I have the opposite of a green thumb.
8: They take some work to get
3: some. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I found that
8: they just take a lot of water
3: and water. I would just forget even to do that. There's that too. So, well,
5: you know. appreciate the processing that takes place on your
3: behalf by the, uh, the hop, you know, yeah. processors. Absolutely. So, we wanted to talk to you guys today, uh, about some new hop varieties. And it seems to be, you know, when we started, Uh, This show nine years ago, new hop varieties seemed a little bit few and far between. Every couple of years, we would get to talk about something else.
8: You had your Amarillo's and Simcoe's and those that were just emerging or becoming popular at the time. But
3: But right now, and in the last couple of years, it seems like several new hops come out at a time. So it's pretty exciting. We have trouble keeping up with it.
6: Yeah, Bo and I were just talking about that before we got on the line about how much our industry is changing and and so rapidly. Just like you guys are saying, you know, nine years ago, you had hops, say, like Amarillo or Simcoe just hitting the scene, and maybe it was every... Couple years at best that you were, you know, able to get your hands on a new hop, or there was buzz around the new hop. And now, of course, every year at CBC, it seems like every hop vendor is releasing their their very best of uh, generally aroma, flavor, type hops to uh, to the craft industry. Of course, and it's just really amazing to see the, the type of material coming out, not only from, you know, just the unique and and different different types of styles that these hops play well in but just the sheer number of hops coming out and and i think it's exciting but also maybe scary for some of us at the same time
3: which part is scary just being able to keep up with the different varieties or
6: yeah i think like being able to keep up with it and i guess the just wondering where where it's all going and I think if you were to talk to anyone in the industry, uh, we all share that concern to a certain extent. And not that it's necessarily, I I guess I don't say concern entirely in the negative sense of the term, but just maybe fear of the unknown. Sure. Really wondering, not only where craft beers are going, which I think is in a really good direction, but with the, so many varieties coming out. I mean, this is a totally uncharted territory for the hop industry, and uh, it's been fun, and I think it's all been good thus far. But we continue to wonder how many you know varieties and how many names can this industry sustain and, and you know and keep track of, and and does it make you know each one that comes out? Does it make the one before it you know that much less? Desirable or valuable? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I yeah. wonder how much of it. You know, that's kind of a question, maybe to you guys or even the viewers: is how much of it is hype and how much of it is you know actually uh, substance? I don't know.
3: I think it's a good point that you bring up. I hadn't really thought about diluting the market, or, and even you know just diluting the hops in in general. I always just thought, hey, new new varieties, this is great, but. If 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 quality becomes a concern, or if people just can't even keep up with it anymore, maybe there is a, a, a point where it be, they become less valuable to have more varieties. You know. Well,
6: it, yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing that I wonder. Is let's say I had a hop that I came out with a couple years ago and maybe it was hot then but since then you know in two years now maybe there's been 10 more hops that have come out after it that are garnering attention or maybe they're all great hops as well or even who knows maybe they're better i don't know but <laughs> you know under my hypothetical example it's like my hop is you know in a very crowded space where we're like you say back to amarillo for instance say 10 years ago uh that wasn't a very crowded space
3: right yeah, and here you've you've invested time and money in in Hop X, and sure, if it becomes out of fashion, you're kind of screwed.
6: Yeah, well, and then being real careful as a as a hop breeder and supplier, that you're not putting out the similar such a similar style of hop, you know, as maybe something you've already released that you begin to cannibalize the market share of maybe another variety you already have in the market. Yeah, so that really doesn't do anything for you. Sure, other than create hype, I guess.
0: JP, did you have a question here, too? Uh, uh, well, I, more of a comment. I guess it's kind of just like craft beer in itself. At what point are there too many breweries? Yeah. And people are just going to get <laughs> kind of either stick with the things that they know, and they're not going to expand anymore, or they're just kind of over it. It's too much. Well, yeah.
9: we'll find out, won't we, when, when the you know, breweries start to fail, you know? Yeah. So the, the market will dictate
8: how much it can sustain. Yeah. I think with hops, some of the varieties or some of the new varieties that are hitting the market get... Sometimes oversold as and misinterpreted by the brewers as the next big thing is in terms of an, a big signature hop like an IPA hop. There's more interesting things going on with potentially more subtle beers. Yeah. Not every new hop that's that has a fancy name that hits the market is supposed to be the next Citra right, or the next Simcoe mm-hmm. or something like that.
0: See, that uh, that's my opinion on the outside. That's what I think every new hop is. It's designed to be an IPA hop because it's all either lemony <laughs> or melony. Or some kind of citrus, some some kind of citrus focused hop, and and that's uninteresting to me because I don't I don't like IPAs, but I think that's going to change the face of the IPAs when people start are, are keep using these these new hops that are more citrus focused. Uh, in five years, I don't think IPA is going to be the same as it is now. Blake, well,
11: what do you think about sure, this phenomenon? Sure. Well, you know, I, I mean, I just kind of uh, wanted to give my two cents that I you know I really feel like it depends on where you are. Um, In the U.S., you know, I I deal with a bunch of craft brewers pretty much all across the country from Oregon to Texas, Florida, all the way up to Maine. And uh, you can really see some differences in certain varieties that breweries are, are picking up. And you know, I work quite closely with a lot of southeastern breweries, which is a very happening and budding craft brewery market right now. As you could imagine, um, being being in a you know in an AB country, and um, I'm really seeing you know, especially in Texas, you know, like a huge emergence of like craft lagers that are coming online, and you know, certain varieties that we're growing like Sterling. Or Mount Hood, or you know any of our Goldings are are really being uh, eaten up pretty quickly. So it's, it's kind of kind of exciting to see that. Of course, IPA is still reigning supreme, but uh, you know there's shifts in every market.
3: Blake, what do you think about JP's comment that that maybe every new hop variety is geared toward IPAs? Is that, is that accurate?
6: I mean, I, I think I agree completely. And I think, of course, the reason for that is because it seems like every brewery is geared toward IPA.
12: Yeah, yeah.
6: I mean, obviously, we're on the West Coast, so we're really inundated. But, <laughs> I mean, IPA is, is you know that's that's the style that's the signature style of craft right now and of course you know all of us hop folks and breeders are chasing that that market yeah. and that's where you know obviously they're using tons of hops and the type of volume even if you can get just a little portion of that market can be quite tremendous especially you know even for say a a grower uh, who maybe is doing breeding as well as growing and releases one of their own signature hops and uh, you know it gets say, a larger or even a mid size brewer who has a maybe a really signature IPA begins using it, and then there's hype, and then another brewer starts using it, and so on and so forth. And yeah. all of a sudden, that turns into a lot of volume pretty quickly with the, the hopping rates that are being you know, dosed in a lot of these IPAs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's, what's the average right now? It's a
11: little over how many pounds per barrel going to...
3: Into
6: IPAs. average, uh, according to BA, the average, overall average hopping rate in craft right now, I believe, is around 1.2 or 1.3 pounds per barrel. Right.
2: Okay. That's across,
9: that's not just IPA, that's across no,
6: the board. No, no. Yeah. That's across the board, and, you know, obviously that, there's guys using probably five pounds per barrel or more, who knows, in oh, yeah. these IPAs, and then you have guys using much less than, you know, whatever, lighter, lager-style stuff.
3: And you have the guys using a lot of hops in, in beers that aren't IPAs, too. Well, what, you know, yeah. what Yeah, yeah. What about the sustainability
9: of the hop supplies? Can how long can at the current growth rate let's say of craft beer can the growers continue to keep up with demand? It's just a, just a huge volume it seems like.
6: Yeah, it's really it's really amazing and I can definitely say as growers We've never, ever would have predicted this or ever thought that our products would be you know, so demanded. Um, and it's not a bad thing, of course, but it is challenging because on the same token, you want to be able to keep up with it because I think if we can't keep up with it, those beers are still going to get made, but maybe they get made with hops from other countries, or maybe they get made a little more creatively and, and brewers start using other hop products. Maybe instead of whole hops or pellets, craft brewers lean more towards downstream products, as we call them, like maybe hop oils or extracts, mm. which, of course, we would hate to see for the long-term Viability of our industry because those are the kind of products that are very, very highly efficient, and albeit not very craft, so to speak. But you know, you can't help but think if the hop industry were not able to keep up at a sustainable level, that craft brewers might have to look at some of those other hopping options. Um, but. I think it's a really impossible question to answer. I do know that there is still room to expand, I think, in all three states, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho. And I do believe that there's a lot of growers that are you know, willing to make the investments necessary. But I think a lot is yet to be seen.
8: Because that's an industry that's been shrinking a lot over the last 15, 20 years, and so now it's expanding once again?
6: Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was not only shrinking from an acreage standpoint, but even just R and D and investment and and youth and, and folks that are, you know, just generally interested in it and now it's totally flipped the other way where as we're probably gonna talk about later, we have more people than ever interested in hops and we have people in every straight At least attempting to grow hops, it seems like.
9: Yeah. Why? Why do you think that uh, hop oil or uh, is considered sort of less craft than I guess whole cone? Do do we in this room
6: feel that way? And I guess that's just my assumption. I, 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 as a hop grower, I think they were typically they were
8: typically produced for for light lager breweries, but they don't get used in the way that craft brewers use them to produce flavor, typically. Um, you wouldn't use a bunch of hop oil laid in the boiler in a dry hop or something like that but, but to create a signature if, flavor. If somebody like
9: Blake was producing that product with that intention, would you,
3: would we see that change? Could, could you it, do that? If it was, uh, I do think that there is a perception, and whether or not it's it's true, and it certainly depends on the product itself. But there is and would be a perception that if you're using hop oils. You're cutting corners a a little bit. However, I guarantee you that some of our favorite breweries and brewers do use hop oils. They do tend to use them... In the bittering part of the process, in the early in the boil, right, rather than than exactly. as a than as an aroma
8: uh, a type of of product, we use that to put less vegetable matter in the kettle. Essentially, yeah, it's 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 more, it's, efficient it's, so.
0: yeah. it's more of a yeah practicality issue than than a um you know a,
7: a recipe uh, choice. Okay, yeah, okay, because they're yeah, using it's so much late hop. the double IPAs,
11: are, it's, it's all about the double IPAs when they're trying to reach that. Certain gravity, or you know, trying trying to get that certain IVU level, right? You know, they have to use hop oils.
3: But if Blake, for example, produced a hop extract that really cornered the market on flavor and aroma, like if he if you could use it late, I don't think that craft brewers would be against doing it. It's not it clearly come. It's not some chemical. It comes from hops, right? You know. So,
6: and I think there are some uh, hop vendors that are trying to do that right now. I know there was a group at CBC that presented some late-edition type of aroma hop oils uh, that you're aimed towards craft brewers. So okay. you know maybe that's just that they're seeing the writing on the wall, and, and they feel that going forward craft brewers are going to need that option. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, It's
0: been around for off and on, I think. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, maybe five years ago, I, I remember seeing some aroma Oils out, and okay. but they went away real fast. Yeah. I don't think they smelled very good. The they quality were, wasn't there yet. Yeah, their quality wasn't there. They were, I think, just generic. Okay, aroma maybe mainly Cascade. I don't necessarily remember. Yeah. But but yeah, um, it was, they you know, went away real fast. Citrus and flowers, some mm-hmm. flowers It too. didn't quite have the impact I think that craft beers are looking for.
8: But like kind of like that could know. change exactly. I think there's more interest in making those kind of things better. Just yep. like the extracts for bittering used to have a poor reputation and kind of a, a bad sensory impression. There have been ways that those are created now, hypercritical CO2 and whatnot, that apparently have better flavor perception or just better consistency. Okay. That'll probably happen on the aroma and flavor side eventually, too.
3: So, before we move on to some of the new hop varieties, which I really want to spend some time on, uh, I wanted to ask you, Blake, about the difference between um, proprietary hops, proprietary growing, breeding for that matter, too, and... And I guess I don't even know if I'm using the right term, but but public hops, because there does seem to be two categories here, right?
6: Yeah, that's correct, and those are the right terms. And the public side of hop breeding has been around for, for many decades, and don't quote me on this, but I'd hazard to say back probably in the 50s and 60s, the public program really started taking off. And, of course, all publicly funded, mainly driven by the USDA. And those are where varieties that we all grew up on, so to speak, uh, came from, such as Cascade, Willamette, Chinook, Centennial, um, Crystal. So a lot of the really popular craft hops that this industry was built on All came from public breeding programs, whether it be, like I said, USDA um, or some offshoot of those programs, Uh, Oregon State University, uh, as well as Washington State University, all have their respective programs as well. Uh, It probably wasn't until the mid to late 90s that we really saw kind of a surge of private interest with respect to hop breeding. And these are mainly some of the larger global hop traders that entered this arena, highly focused on breeding a super alpha variety for the global alpha demand and to sort of corner that market in a way i guess you could say uh those efforts were somewhat successful in other cases they were disastrous i would say just because of you know just the general issues with starting anything new and disease pressures and and, and there was some some uh varieties that came out of private programs maybe a little too quickly that didn't do very well, uh, not only agronomically, but also in the marketplace. Uh, So over time, there's always been that private arm uh, in the background, but by and large, the public breeding program kind of commanded uh, the the market and also the flow of new varieties. And and the reason for that is because it was everyone's program, and uh, we all had access to the varieties as growers. And as marketers, there was no restrictions or, you know, Distribution agreements or anything like that. Uh, however, fast forward to today with the craft brewing going the way it is, and aroma hops being, of course, hotter than ever. Uh, U.S. aroma hops in particular, and we've had a number of private companies emerge out of that to, to fill the niche and, and satisfy the demand for new flavors and new aromas. And uh, by and large, because as we all know, public uh, public uh, entities such as the public hop breeding program has suffered uh, with funding sequestration and and other pitfalls of of relying on the federal government for money and Because of that, they haven't been as competitive, and they haven't released some of the more innovative stuff as of late as the private guys have. And we've really seen kind of this divergence as a result. And most of the new varieties, frankly, that we've seen that have been successful in the last number of years have been private companies releasing the likes of Citra, Simcoe, Amarillo, Um, Some of the ones we'll talk about today, such as uh, Equinox and Lemon Drop and so on and so forth. But also what we're going to talk about is some of the public varieties that have finally kind of Emerging out of what I would call sort of the new and reinvigorated public program that the growers have uh, have uh, helped sort of recraft in a way, so we have some competitive varieties that are available to everybody.
8: Excellent. So before you mention the yeah. new varieties from the public programs, remind us of some of the varieties that have come from the public program within the last five or six years that we may or may not know of.
6: This, the last this, five or six Canada. years have kind of been the ho-hum years, I would say, and I, I can't really say that there's anything too exciting, frankly, as much as I hate to hate to say that. Um, or maybe back but, slightly
8: further than that, something like the last few that we may recognize.
6: Yeah, so I mean, just kind of a, a bittering hop, so nothing that would have made a huge splash anyway in the craft scene, probably, but a variety called Newport came out in the last five or six years. I
8: remember that one.
6: and. Yeah, that's a public hop. That was bred in Corvallis, Corvallis, Oregon at mm-hmm. OSU. Um, Santiam was that another one? That was Santiam, Santiam, yeah, that's yeah, a nice Santiam one. It's like a can...
8: Tetnang kind of a.
6: Yeah, that's actually that that is a very nice hop that really serves underrated sort of that, I think. underrated. Yeah, definitely, but serves that total you know lager sort of, pilsner or whatever you know more kind of lighter style, um, noble esque sort of hop, and uh, that one came out, yeah, probably, that was probably in the last 10 years, maybe a little, so a little longer than the five or six, but um, there was one called Bitter Gold that came out, I think in maybe 2000 or around there, uh, Glacier, actually Glacier came out ah. too terribly long ago, that one's kind of been popular here and there in the craft industry. Yep. Yeah. yeah,
0: it hit a peak and then kind of really went away for a while, I think.
6: Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's there's more. Of course, I'm just off the top of my head, but yeah. So there's there's some out there for sure. But it really, you know, none of the heavy hitters, and uh, of course, all the classics, the real heavy hitting classics, are all from the public program. Okay. But the last ten years have just been kind of like really, I guess, sort of flat in a way.
9: I'm curious about the, the history. Do you know why it was a uh, priority for the FDA to um, look into hops in the
12: 50s and 60s?
6: You know, I'm actually not very well versed in that history. I, I should have done a little more homework before I jumped on this call. But That's all right. Well, uh, yeah.
5: Tasty, you have an answer? Rest assured. They were just putting as much time into corn and wheat as well. It's not like it's just an agricultural product. That's just what they right. do. Well, well, it, just, uh, it wasn't yeah. like they were for- looking ahead and seeing the craft revolution or something.
9: No, and well, that's kind of why I asked is that it, it seems counterintuitive because that was a time when all beer in the United States was the same variety. So, what were they looking to have varieties
8: of hops for at a time when all beer was the same? It was probably a second oh. development in general. Like you have X number of people who are hop growers, you want to kind of see them be able to survive right. and succeed on some level. Kind of like how corn is subsidized to this yeah. day, right? You want to let the family farm survive, right? An
3: allocation of resources more than, like, sure. a big investment in us. Well, it works. Uh,
8: Anheuser Bush was the biggest user of Cascade
5: forever.
0: Well, they just use so little in their beer that you can't tell it's Cascade. And it was probably more of, of not new varieties, but new uh, strains to produce the, uh, the alpha acids, like, kind of, kind of like that are, that are now, right? You, all, a lot of the new hops that are coming out are super high alpha, um, and that's just because of crossbreeding and, and, and trying to get the most out of a yield. I don't think it's, it's because Budweiser wanted 15 different varieties of hops.
6: No, exactly. It was all agronomics driven primarily, and the purpose as the purpose of course still is today is to breed a hop that's ideally more productive than the last hop you had to help make it you know more economical and more competitive in the marketplace, so sure. producing whether that's producing more alpha acid for an alpha user per acre or producing just more raw pounds per acre or maybe even higher oil contents you know for an aroma user,
3: yeah. I got to get us to a break, um, and I want to come back and talk about new hops. But I did want to ask you real quick, uh, Blake, if you guys are involved at Cros- in at Crosby in any uh, any private hops, any breeding, any growing that you guys are doing.
6: You know, I can't speak too much to that at this point, but okay. we do we do have a few things we work on uh, here and here and there, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if in the coming years something came. Came from our farm, but <laughs> excellent. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll That's only. Good.
3: I asked. I guess I'm just curious who's getting into the game too, because I will say, uh, the capitalist in me is happy that that people are finding proprietary hops and are able to make a buck and and really yeah. kind of cultivate something, put in the effort, and then kind of own it for the period of time that that helps them grow as a business. But the. Yep. I don't know. I guess the socialist in me, <laughs> or the or the beer fan in me, maybe it's like a cross between the two. The Democrats. wishes it. Well, they were all public, and that if you could put in the money to, if you could invest the money in your farm to to grow citra because everybody wants more citra. The beer fan in me wants you to be able to do that, you know. So
6: yeah, and you know, I, I'd like to think in. Who knows, but I, I think we might be coming to a place sooner than later where because this proprietary thing is becoming so large and such a portion of the market that we could be to a place where you'll see more licensing agreements in place. So okay, yeah. perhaps royalties attached to hops where, you know, if someone does want to grow a citrus, for instance, just as a hypothetical example, uh, perhaps the proprietor would... You know, issue a license in exchange for a certain agreed upon royalty and right, and you know, so on and so forth. Because you're right, the the people who invest in these varieties, these winning hop varieties, deserve to be compensated. I mean, it's not without risk or investment that those varieties came about,
9: right? You Absolutely, guys, you guys realize what this means there's going to be a big hop, like, there's a big pharma,
3: big oil. Big hop. There'll be big hop. There already is. We just
8: don't talk about it. We just don't know these
9: guys. This is shadowy. Blake's about to be with his mystery varieties. working.
3: (laughs) All right. Let's do this. I'm going to get us to a a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk new varieties with Blake and Bo. You can hit the chat button on our homepage, and Bevo's in there taking your questions uh, right now. Uh, You could also call 888-401-BEER. We'll be right back with B. Crosby Hop Farm. Hang in. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters
7: on the Brewing Network.
4: We already know you like beer, but do you like history, science fiction, gaming, fantasy? Award winning home brewer Don Dem is writing a book just for you.
13: Sederstein is about brewing with your imagination. I wanted to bring people together from all of my hobbies. The result is a how to DVD and a cookbook with recipes like the Dwarven Stout, Brew 42, and my favorite, the Brown Dragon Ale
4: made with habanero peppers. Sederstein is a recipe book and a how to DVD. The only way you'll be able to get it is to fund Don's Kickstarter campaign. Pledge $5 or more and get some great rewards while funding a truly unique idea in homebrewing Sederstein Homebrew. Find it on Kickstarter and pledge while you can. Thank you so very much for pledging your support to Sederstein Homebrew. Sederstein Homebrew. Kickstarter ends May 4th. That's
0: it. I've had it. I am dead
3: Hey my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanesha and I want to tell you about my favorite Heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I have
7: always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this
3: beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors that we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night,
7: with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate, perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers.
14: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the big oxygen kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to WilliamsBrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's WilliamsBrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays, shipped the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams Way.
7: I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat. I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years. Ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know. But there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Look, Marcus... we stop. Look. What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to
15: the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grousey. Creek monkeys drink free. <laughs> Woo-hoo, awesome!
7: The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local, sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com.
15: Well, what's your feel like? Take off of and multiply it by two. Yeah!
7: <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over
1: your face. <laughs> can't
2: get any better than this, baby.
1: It's the Brewing Network.
4: Tuned into this session. Because life's too short, to tell us to the crappy
3: radio. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, don't forget about our friends over at Sederstein. That's right, Sederstein Homebrew. It's actually a brand new project on Kickstarter that bridges the gap between hobbies, it takes science fiction. Fantasy, gaming, mythology, and even history, and exploring it through beer. Don Dem, the man behind it all, wants to make it easier for people to dive into the hobby, feel confident when they're there, and uh, try their hand at brewing and have some fun. So you can go check out the homebrew. It's uh, the best way to find it over on Kickstarter. The campaign is actually just to uh, Google Saterstein, S A T Y R Stein, Saterstein. Uh, or you can go to Kickstarter and search it that way. And there's a whole video there where uh, Don actually explains the entire project uh, to you himself. And it's a it's a really great project. People are backing him over there right now. So just search Sederstein over there on Google or Kickstarter and check out the video. It's a lot of fun, and you'll be toasting the yeast for some time to come. All right, let's uh, get back to talking hops here. Let's do it. We got Blake and Bo from uh, Crosby Hop Farm with us. You still there, fellas? Yeah. Excellent. So let's start talking about some new hop varieties. I have a couple on my list here, but uh, what do you guys want to talk about first? Give us some goods.
6: Well, uh, I think I was going to leave this one up to Bo. He's a little more well-versed. Like I said, there's so many of them coming out anymore, it's hard for me to keep up sometimes. Okay.
3: Bo, what's on your list?
11: Well, um, I would definitely say that uh, one that interests me quite a bit, uh, from at least from the private proprietary strains, was the uh, lemon drop that was just uh, came out uh, just a couple weeks ago at this craft brewers conference. And um, that, I was uh, thoroughly impressed with that one. I was able have an opportunity to not only try a few beers with it, but also rub and sniff and do, do the whole thing. And I felt like Lemon Drop is uh, pretty interesting. Obviously, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory when it comes to the aroma that you'll get from it. Um, and once again, one of these hops is going to be geared toward IPAs and, yeah. you know, late, late additions, dry hopping. And, um, you know, I think it complements the Calypso well, which is, of course, another variety that with bred in the same program. Okay. And... And um, so that, that's just the first one that, that I was able to kind of experience when I was there at the craft brewer's conference. Did, did you guys have an opportunity to, to get your nose in one of
3: those? No, I didn't. But I did want to ask you about how that, like, how a launch goes like that. Obviously, they can bring some of the hops themselves, and like you said, you get to kind of crush them and smell them. But who makes the beers? Like, when you when you get to taste a beer with these things, do they just reach out to commercial breweries and say, "Hey, will you experiment with this for us"?
11: Typically what I've noticed is that a lot of the, um, some, some of the bigger hop suppliers will actually reach out to some of their marquee regional craft brewers and really give them the authority and, and um, allow them to play with it. And of course, you know, you're going to have your smash beer so you can get the eccentricities of all the hops, but of course... I think there's a whole realm outside of the just the IPA craze, as mentioned beforehand, and um you know, certain certain varieties like that I think uh, really allow the brewer a, just I mean it's a huge spectrum of what they can do, whether they whether or not they want to use a certain hop variety in a Belgian or um, you know, in any other kind of styles for that matter.
3: Right. And let me ask you this, because you mentioned that uh, Calypso came out of this same program. Uh, yes. Does it often happen that in the course of, of breeding a new hop, of trying to get something out there, that a, a company or whoever's doing it ends up with multiple varieties out of it? Because that's just the process of getting there?
6: Yeah there's uh, any time you're breeding hops you're making crosses between I think we talked about this last year on the rhizome segment which was kind of funny to some people but there are male and female hops yeah and it is a a plant sexual process of cross pollination and when the male pollinates the female, the female being the hop that produces the fruit or the cones that are marketable and used in brewing, Uh, those cones bear seeds. And and out of a a single cross or a family, uh, of course, you could have as many you know, offspring, as you might have crossed for. uh, If you're crossing numerous plants, you're going to have, you know, the more plants you cross, uh, you're going to have more seeds. And it's definitely possible that you could have a release, I suppose, of new varieties that happen to be uh, sisters, so to speak.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah, it just would seem like a natural byproduct would be to end up with more than one quality new variety.
6: Yeah, I so think I out of heard. any given like breeding year, uh, you will see – it's not a very high percentage because so many of them okay. get cut out for agronomical reasons or just you know poor brewing value or not a good aroma, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But out of a single breeding year, uh, there will be a small percentage. I think I've heard from breeders it's maybe 1% to 3% that will move ultimately into sort of the elite class of uh, – of you know front runners to be released. Okay.
3: All right, Bo. What else is on your list there? Did you get to try some other new ones?
11: Um. Well, there is the uh, Equinox, which or Equinox, whichever you prefer, uh, which came out recently as well. Um, which is uh, part of the um, select botanicals and Haas varieties. Are you, are are you all not drinking that right now? Is there some kind of yeah? I, I, I brought a
8: bottle of a. So HBC 344, which is what it was called before. It was called Equinox. Uh, oh, really? Brought an IPA made with that hop. Got a tiny little amount of it and brewed an IPA. How kind did of you? focused hmm. around highlighting or showcasing what's Thank going you. on with, with that one. Yeah, where, where'd you come up with the hop, Nate? It was actually the folks at, uh, at Damien, at Summit Brewing, when I was there in February. Yeah, They had a couple of boxes up and he was kind enough to share a little bit. Nice. Good, good old demo. Good, yeah, old, good uh, old generous demo. demo. Yeah, it's got a really interesting citrus and tropical fruit with a little bit of pine. It's really familiar in some ways, but it's got its own unique twist that's a little bit unlike other other American varieties. It's got a, a really high oil content can be as high as almost 4% oils. Okay. I think that's one reason why they probably picked it out. And if, if it was crop stable, you folks probably know the story better than I do, so help me uh, understand. But it, it has so much oil that seems ideal for the IPA-focused craft fruit market.
6: Yeah, I think the that IPA hop market is no doubt going and trending towards higher oil hops, and you're going to continue to see hops being released from various programs, public and private, uh, that are geared towards that, you know, higher oil content specifically for, you know, IPAs.
8: Some of that is genetic, and some of it is how the hop is grown too. Correct.
6: Yeah, it's a combination of both. I mean. You need to start with a good genetic platform to get there, but it also can be influenced somewhat by picking timing. Mean, the the later picked hops generally have a higher oil content versus the more early picked hops, which can be slightly less.
8: Is there a correlation between the alpha acid typically and the amount of oil, or are they not necessarily related?
6: Um, I would say not necessarily related. Uh, again, not not being a hop breeder professionally i i wouldn't speak too much to that but just from my own observations i would say not necessarily related but but i i do feel that a lot of high alpha hops also have Relatively high oil contents, but I've also seen some high alpha hops that really don't stand out from a total oil perspective. So, so I think there could be a correlation, but I don't know how direct it is all the time.
5: And and total oil isn't always the best measurement. It, sometimes it's the type of oil and how it how it's perceived in the final product. It could no, be a, it could be yeah. low in oil but have a really high concentration of some really interesting character. Uh,
6: Yeah, you hear a lot of terms tossed around, but, you know, myrcene is a big one where I think a lot of that is, you know, your citrus kind of floral notes. Uh, Linolool is also a big one you hear tossed around. And generally speaking, you know, just as a total generalization, when the percentage uh, relative to total oil of myrcene or or linalool, for instance, is high, uh, those hops are perceived as being good. So Mm -hmm. for whatever that is worth.
3: This hop tastes great, Nate. And it's that, a neat hop, yeah. That pine flavor that you mentioned yeah. is really nice in it. It's subtle, but not so subtle that you don't really, you, you pick it out. It's there.
8: It's one of these hops that drives a lot of complexity just as one single hop. So I yeah, think okay. part of what people could potentially do around a hop like this is their you know, it's potentially a risk too, but you're creating a IPA or some pale ale or American-focused beer around that hop variety and maybe only that or maybe one other, and that's about it. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of what a lot of the growers and breeders want to provide is that some interesting signature quality that allows you to create that and, and you only need that okay to get what you want. I want to ask about the Lemon Drop. This sounds really interesting to me. And I'm curious what uh, breeding program that comes from. Who who did Calypso and Lemon Drop? It actually comes
11: out of the Hopsteiner um, breeding program.
8: Got it. Okay. So the same and books that it. brought us um, hops like Apollo and that kind of thing?
11: Yeah, Apollo, Bravo, Delta, Calypso. And um, I think that uh, the, the, the whole Lemon Drop name actually um, was more derived, not necessarily from the company themselves, this is just what I've heard, but uh, from the brewers um, coming back with positive reviews and certain descriptors and whatnot. And um, that's just... It's just hearsay, of course, but, uh, you know, I
8: think it's a great name. Like it earned I think
11: its, its name.
3: A- yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the one that I think has the best name for a hop that I may have ever seen, <laughs> and that's Medusa. It's such a badass name for a hop. I don't know why, but that is going to sell IPAs. Because it's Greek, and Greeks make everything really badass. <laughs> I see. So what can you tell me about Medusa.
11: Well, actually, uh, that's actually coming out of CLS Farms um, up in Yakima. Okay. Um, and I believe, uh, don't quote me on this, but uh, I think it was Eric Demere, um, who actually was, was uh, one of the hop breeders who was involved in that one. And I think the reason that the whole name of Medusa came about was that the actual hop cones themselves actually pr- produced maybe more than one cone or head, I guess you would call it, quote-unquote. And um, I actually did not have an opportunity to smell this one When I was at the Craft Brewers Conference But uh, I'm super interested to see um, how it performs in the industry And, and uh, in certain agronomics But I have heard that it is from the variation of Humulus glibulus neomexicanus Which is actually a derivative of Colorado and New Mexico So okay. it's slightly, slightly different
3: So go ahead, uh, Blake Oh sound like you
6: had something you could to hear ask. me about the talk huh yeah <laughs> oh man I was I was gonna I just
3: was gonna make a stupid joke about how the hop is deformed that, that's how I got his yeah name.
6: well it's funny I just I just googled Medusa and I haven't actually seen a picture of the cone until now but it does look deformed but I do think before they called it medusa they called it multi-head, and I can see why now because it looks like there's actually like two cones kind of split in into one cone. Well, basically you have one big cone and you got kind of like this side cone. It looks like a mini cone coming off the side of the big cone. Hmm. So it's definitely uh, oh, architecturally yeah. really interesting. Um, and like uh, as Bo noted, it is the only <laughs> species of Neo-Mexicanus that is being grown commercially at least as far as we know. Um, and uh, they're saying intense guava, melon, apricot and citrus fruit. So I'm not sure how much that tells us because I feel like most hop descriptions I read these days have those same words, but right. I think uh, it definitely sounds interesting.
3: All right, JP, come over yeah. here and so and folks at home, you can do this. Just Google Medusa hops right now in the images. This is the professional image that I have found of the Medusa hop.
0: It looks, it's, it's the side view of a penis. It's the side view of a penis. <laughs> it has a ball sack. That's, the extra cone yeah. is a ball sack. Right. That's the Jolly Green Giant's jump. I'm just
15: going to throw I mean, this out there and say you wish.
0: Or it looks like a, like a rabbit, like the rabbit that's what it is It's like If you go to adamandeve.com uh, Right now Search for the re- yes, the little JP. The small cones The little tickle thing <laughs> As a tickler That's what you should call it The tickler The tickler What did you
9: Google? I'm just seeing chicks with snakes as, as uh,
3: I just uh, Medusa hops That's it? And then it's, Oh, there it is Oh, now I see it Yeah Oh, it is a penis uh, Anyway <laughs> Well, now I don't think It's as awesome as I did before you want to drink it, don't you?
0: <laughs> you want to drink yeah. the essence that
3: comes Whatever from that. Whatever comes out of it. You like the old name, <laughs> Multihead, more. Whatever but- it is. It sounds like nobody here has tried a beer with Medusa in it, though, I- I- including uh, Bo and-, and Blake. Right? Nope. Uh, no. Yep.
11: Yeah. Nope.
3: Well, this could be one that's hyped up, then, I just because it has a rad name. Oh,
8: Nate's already made four beers with it. <laughs> no, 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 I wish I would if I had my hands on it. But uh, right. they, they do, you know, you guys are making a point. The new hops that do hit the market seem to have a lot of, oh, guava, melon, apricot. You get these kind of descriptors sort of thrown at at you when you hear about it. Yeah. So do you think that the breeders are focusing on something different than this berry melon thing that we've seen over the last few years? Or is it, are we going to see more of that over time?
6: You know, it's kind of a running joke here at the farm because I swear every hop description I read and I even heard you guys use this earlier as a description yourselves includes the word tropical somewhere. Yeah. Um, the citrus started that, I think. Who started that? Citrus yeah.
8: started that, at least in terms of the common okay. craft brew thing now.
6: Yeah, 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 and it's, you know, it's obviously it's it's a great, you know, attribute to have in But beer. it also
8: doesn't say much.
6: But it doesn't say much and it's kind of being I feel like the term tropical is being commoditized a bit because it's used by everybody or there's some sort of you know sub meaning of it used by everybody uh, which you know not to pick on anyone in particular because I think we all do it. But like we were saying earlier, is where does this all go? Because from my perspective, I'm getting, you know, it gets kind of boring to read the same description over and over again and just see a different name tied to it. Yeah. Um, Albeit, you know, these hops are all unique for sure. And they're all, you know, many of them are really awesome hops. But it's just kind of getting a little bit... You know, I suppose it's just like the IPA thing in general. We're seeing the hops trail that. You know, we have all these IPAs that are, you know, big, bold, dank, citrus, tropical, whatever, floral, fruity. Yeah. But so are all the hops now. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, I, where we're going is, I guess it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is, I guess it's sort of, it's 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 fun, it's cool, but from a production standpoint, it's a little scary because, you know, so much investment involved in what we do that to just put push all these new varieties out there and invest in not only breeding them, um, but growing them and marketing them, and just to see maybe some other variety come out the next year with a cooler name and, and better <laughs> marketing or whatever. Right. And it's still tropical and citrus or whatever, but you know it takes all the hype, and now guys start buying that one. Or, you know, well, so it's kind of weird.
0: You know you'll jump the shark when you start coming out with a Session IPA hop. <laughs> That's a
6: tropical yeah. Session right, IPA yeah. hop. Right. I mean, because it's the same and, you know, thing. Frankly, that- from our from our standpoint, I think we're seeing that a little bit. I mean, just with some of our, from some of our customers, uh, we are definitely seeing that trend towards maybe not quite craft loggers, so to speak. I mean, there is that, of course, but definitely the more sessionable kind of the daytime sort of IPA, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, hops that are maybe not your typical IPA hops going into some of those beers.
8: I got one for you, JP. The yeah. Tropical session black IPA fermented with one hundred percent Brett.
3: The trendiest beer on earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's a good point.
0: Barely. Like, like the, the word tropical is kind of you know used to describe everything, but and it's you the same. Throw thing. that thing in oak. Hold on. Yeah, it's you know. the same thing with with IPA. I mean, just session IPA. They're, they're counterintuitive to one another. Uh, doesn't necessarily really describe anything and I think he's right with with the the term tropical yeah. it's very similar it's just a word that people it's a, it's a keyword it's a buzzword that people are looking at and they search a description oh tropical I know I like that I'll try that one yeah well but, I think they're looking people are looking for like not citrus or not pine
8: you know, something yeah. different than the classic American stuff and the tropicals mm-hmm. become the kind of catch all buzzword for that
0: at the moment which is it doesn't now, really tell you. Much. it's starting to become the classic American right. right what do you think are descriptors that would like pique your interest if you read that
9: stout
3: (laughs) boobs good (laughs) it's really booby you know things like that yeah uh all right we're running out of time but i want is there any, any other uh new varieties worth talking about bo uh
11: yeah the uh usda hops that have just been released in the past year
3: oh so those are public ones then yeah
11: public varieties um Last, but certainly not least, um, well, I I would definitely say that the, um, so Odell actually did um, a bunch of smash beers with the Cashmere, Triple Pearl, and Tahoma. And actually, no, I think they did a fourth one with uh, Yakima Gold as well. And um, I got a lot of really good uh, responses from the Cashmere, which is actually a daughter of Cascade. It was bred at uh, Washington State University. And um, I particularly like the Triple Pearl, which uh, came out of Oregon. So I'm a little biased, of course, uh, was going out of the USDA. And uh, Tahoma, which is the daughter of Glacier, uh, came out of Washington State University. So those are three varieties that anyone can grow here in the U.S. So Excellent. It's, it's, it's open season.
3: So the public program has not halted. It's just maybe not getting all the fanfare. I mean, there's less marketing dollars behind Tahoma than uh than some of the other private ones.
6: Yeah, you yeah,
11: know, I, you know, I I certainly think that's a lot of it, for sure. is, is, is the lack of funding. Um, you know, when you know when it comes down to you know, are you going to pay for infrastructure, or are you going to pay for some hops breeding? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are certain priorities, and you know that's unfortunate um, that uh, you know they can't divert some of those taxpayer dollars to the development of some public varieties, but. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're we're super excited to kind of see these guys, and I think it has a lot to do with um, a lot of the bigger regional craft brewers putting out beer, showing interest in this because um, you know growers are just kind of sitting back and they're waiting, and you know they're they're always watching the market, and you know as soon as one of like a cashmere beer, for example, like let's say that that one of the bigger regional craft breweries actually puts out a beer with cashmere in it. Hypothetically, let's say, such an IPA, it wins a GABF award, goes to the World Beer Cup, just blows up. Then, of course, everyone's going to try to follow that trend. So it's just kind of simply a matter of time.
7: Okay.
3: Well, it's good to know. And it's good to know that there's still public ops being put out there, too.
6: I would actually say um, that the public program is increasingly becoming stronger than ever. And thanks to some hop growers uh, within the Pacific Northwest hop growing community that have really stepped up in the last couple years and, frankly, reinvigorated the program. And we've actually have been kind of part of this on the periphery, but actually restructured the program so there's more grower involvement, and there's actually growers now that are essentially growing out all the seedlings and doing all the advanced trials on the farm rather than doing them at the universities. And so we're using sort of the intellectual capital that's already within the system, yeah. but we're, we're, we're leveraging the experience and the knowledge of the hop-growing community to actually do more of sort of the grunt work, I guess, to put it simply sure. and uh, grow out these seedlings and manage you know, tens of thousands of these every year. And it's only been a couple years that this has been formatted this way. However, from all what I can tell, being familiar with a lot of the private programs somewhat and knowing this public program very well, is that I would predict that in the future uh, you're going to see increasingly more public varieties hit the market that are going to be commercially successful.
2: Love it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah I like to hear
6: so, I, I think the, the we did hit a flat spot, like I said, for the last 10 years, but this industry was built on public varieties, and uh, I, I, I definitely don't see the public program going away. And like I say, in fact, I think it's getting stronger because people are realizing now that this hot market is coming back how important it is to have, you know, a certain pool of varieties that we can all access. And, you know, that's not to say that the proprietary thing isn't great because, frankly, the proprietary thing has been great in that it's driven a lot of interest for such unique and new flavor and, it's, and really has pushed the limits for the whole industry. So I think, you know, I think both are important.
3: Sure. Uh, the kind of money that can go into the private really boosts innovation too. So uh, yeah. as and long as both. They've right. kind of
6: set the bar for us.
3: Excellent. All right, folks, you can go to bcrosbyhops.com right now. Still a little time to get your rhizomes over there. And, uh, Blake, it's always great to talk to you. Uh, you've been great in the past and excellent information this time, too. And, and you also, Bo. Thanks for you guys for being on the show. I, I really appreciate the info.
6: Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, thanks so much for having us again. Well,
3: we'll talk to you again next year, Blake. I think it's now a tradition, right? <laughs> so, I think so. <laughs> uh, well, there's, it seems that there's never a shortage of good hop, uh, topics. So, uh, yeah. uh yep. thanks for being such a strong supporter of the show. Bcrosbyhops.com everybody. And thanks guys.
6: Yep. All thanks a
3: right. lot. Cheers. All right. There you go.
9: What are you going to do if uh, Blake's next big uh, hop variety that he develops, he's like, "Uh, yeah, this is my new uh, hop uh, grenade.
3: Mm. Ah! I'll sue your ass, Blake.
8: I'll sue you in a second
3: after I send a very polite email. (laughs) Oh, I see.
8: That's how it is, huh? That's (laughs) how it is? Yeah. Uh... I'm stoked the public programs are making a comeback. Yeah, that's good to hear. It's been uh, absent from the scene. I figured they were gone forever. No.
0: That's yeah, cool. we, we need more versions of Tropical. We need it. <laughs> need I'll more- spend my tax dollars on that. My This IPAs. one's not Tropical. It's my time. <laughs> right. right. Need <laughs> more. need more IPA hops. It'd be great.
3: Mojito. All right. Are you ready, Nate? For the, oh, yeah. Are you ready, the to, you ready to oh, taste yeah. Fuck Nate and the Schwartz? God ah, damn, you guys are harsh. Are you we'll talking about back. the listener's dildo or your beer? It's the session. Hang in there. No, Brewcaster by multi You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
4: Alright beer army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1000 recipe kits, 499 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout, and they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce 1 gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients they also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers they're the exclusive retailer of brew vent yeast fuel as well yeast nutrient and the all new Bodybuilder. follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics so visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials Austin Homebrew Supply AustinHomebrew.com As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Vivo's advice
15: Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need.
4: Monster mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines, sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Star Treatment today.
2: Tonight is the night. we bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzklingstein?
11: Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented
2: creation. My daughter,
11: the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to
2: isomerize the creature's (laughs) alphas. Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power!
4: (laughs)
11: Dr. Blinkman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably leave me an afternoon
7: at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J. Gore. We have beer to brew.
4: Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more homebrewing.org creations. The Brewers at Adventures in Home Brewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Home Brewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Home Brewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Home Brewing at Home
3: mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it and then it can ferment in my gut it totally works, the beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich
2: your colon won't know what hit it <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the home of, a
4: lot of beer radio thebrewingnetwork.com
3: because like beer
4: radio shouldn't
1: Just good.
3: Let me remind you first that you can go over to beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith home brewing software. It's the software I use to uh, run my brew day. Nathan, did you use Beersmith to run your brew Every day? Every time. That a boy. Beersmith.com, it's a free 21-day trial. So you don't have to take our word for it, although our word I, I think counts for something.
0: Oh, uh, one of one or two of them. Yeah, one the of us will get us right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. A word. As in human <laughs> beings.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can design great beer using Beersmith home brewing software. You don't have to do the calculations by hand. Uh You can imagine your best beer ever and design it in there. You can customize the program to your own brewing equipment. You name it, it can do it. And it can do it on the go also because there is a uh, iPad app, and there's an Android app, and there's an iPhone app, and there's a, there's apps all over the place. Go to Beersmith.com right now for your free 21-day trial. All right. Schwartzbeers are in everybody's hand. They have been voted on at the break, and um, it's just about time to to reveal. Uh, n- n- what did you end up naming your
8: your Schwartzbier? Jack off, Justin Schwartzbier. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because he's going to jack you off, uh, or is he that if he wins off? or loses? So no, it's Jack know. off,
3: Justin Schwartzbier against Fuck Nate and the Schwartz. Schwartzbier. A uh, Schwartzbier, <laughs> and. Um, I made sure I came in earlier today, and I chilled the freezer down to twenty five degrees, <laughs> and then uh, you know we put the beers in there, so they were nice and icy cold when they came out. Because um, I'm smart that way. <laughs> and uh, tell me this, everybody: was it a? Di- I just want to know first if it was a difficult. If there was any, it was a difficult decision which one to pick, or did you know right away? Anyone want to chime in? On that? Uh, right away, everyone knew yeah, right, away. right away.
5: In terms of it's an wow. A B decision, yeah, but I mean, I, I'd say that. Uh, I liked one beer, you know, like a maybe seventy percent, the other thirty. I mean, it, they're both good. They're both. You know, not, there's nothing majorly wrong with uh, you know one of the beer I didn't like as much. Oh, okay. well, like you can
0: say it, you just yeah. gave one 30%. I just went over this with the, my BJCP scores. You you gave one a thirty percent, but then called it very good. Well, <laughs> right. well no, I mean, oh, I know. Well,
5: you and BJCP, I would say it's like in the 30th percentile. Oh, okay, that means so they saying. might have scored right, a twenty-eight or something or 20, I see what you're saying. thirty-one. Yeah. I'm not giving a sixteen. Oh, so. I
0: thought you're like I like this 70 percent. This 30 percent. No, so. no, that's but a, they're both really good. That was a non-BJCP <laughs> statement. So ah, don't do okay. try to compare. All right, that. All right.
3: When I tasted them both ice cold when I first got up here, I was like, oh, sweet. This is going to be very difficult. And then when I tasted them warm at the end of the break like, oh, shit. One is, <laughs> one's definitely different than they the tasted, other.
0: Here. Yeah, ice cold, they tasted very similar. Yeah. Pretty different, very, very similar. One, yeah. One had a little bit more of a yeast character than the other and I was like, oh, well, but for the most part, they were the same and then it had to warm them up a little bit. And oh, right. were, That's, The clear winner is here. It's so interesting to hear that. I, even when they were ice cold, there was a dramatic
3: difference for me. Okay. Immediately. Well, okay. I have a good palate. So. Well, as long as that <laughs> dramatic difference was in my favor. Well, was then. it more yeah.
5: than 70-30? Is it 90-10? What, what do you think? What do you say? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I would say
9: compare paired against one another, mm-hmm. it is more like 90-10. Now, oh, maybe okay. against sort of the per, uh, you know general percentile, maybe other. it's a 30-percentile beer. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, today's 30th percentile is probably 2004's 80th percentile. But, you oh,
3: know, yeah. and I don't know whose beer is <laughs> whose, but, right. you know. Yeah. Well, Nate, I don't. Are you going to sit there and let him talk to you like that? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I think that's fucked up. All right. Well, should we just do it and then we can talk about the beers? Um, yeah. Are you going to read them so I don't? Yeah, cheat? yeah, sure. What's going to happen? All right, here we go. Uh, I got the
9: hat, and I, we got the peanut gallery voting this time as well. So we got a, a couple extra votes. The first. Vote. Who's going to keep uh, track? We away? have Beer A and Beer B, yes, folks sir. at home. Someone, uh, uh, Beardy, keep track.
3: Oh. There, We've you? got a couple new judges in the room, too. We'll, we'll let you know about.
9: All right. The first one is for B. Okay. B. 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 The next one is for B.
0: All right. B. That person has no palate. <laughs> On to number three, B. <laughs> a lot of Bs. How, wait, how many 90, people are voting? votes.
3: different, So yeah, it's yeah, not really. over yet. Four is A. All right. There's another one vote. in there. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> five is A.
15: In your face. So what do we got?
3: Three Bs and two As right now. Neck and neck. We have another A. Wow. Ooh, it is it's is good. This is the last and one. There is one vote left. Uh-oh. Oh. Tiebreaker. Oh dear, you have no idea how nervous I am right now.
2: B. God damn it oh.
3: <laughs> I think that means Justin Brood A. Oh. And what's that? Four to three? That's closer than I thought. That's pretty damn close. I was closer than my seven. That's good. Real
8: close. This would be a good discussion. Well won, Nathan Smith. Oh, Justin
3: got fucked in the (laughs) Schwarzer.
8: It was a good battle. So we got good stuff to talk about here.
3: I was definitely afraid there for a second it was going to be unanimous, which I I would have joked was okay, but would not have been okay. (laughs) I would have gone home very sad. Wouldn't have made it too happy. Just just to
0: clarify, (laughs) Nate Brewed A. Because I don't even know no. who won. I'm no, real no, stupid. Nate Brewed B. Nate no, brood Nate Brewed B. B. Nate brood both of them. Yeah. I. I <laughs> <laughs> it's a twist. I yeah. thought Justin's beer was was far superior. You thought A was far superior. I That's did. Also. I wow. That's why I voted
3: for. Him. Thank you, JP. Really? You're welcome. I also yeah. voted JP's for JP's your you. guy. Thank you, Bevo. <laughs> That's Kevin. The hell out! Oh, me. you are so not fired. Kevin I voted A. Kevin, you're A,
0: huh? Because B, so the dream team, oh, team right here. B has this true, this old yeast smell. Yeah, it going does. On. It stinks. No. You guys are tripping. Smell that and tell me if I'm falling down, tripping. So I would have voted. You think that for smells B. good to you? For B.
3: Yeah. yeah. When well, when they crazy. were when they were both cold and I thought they were very similar, I thought I was picking up a little sulfur
8: in yours. Oh yeah. Uh, There's a little bit there. Which can be okay, right? Like it can be a little bit of style if there's a little sulfur. But yeah, it's a young lager, so it's going to have a little bit of that. But I'm I'm pretty highly sensitive to it. Uh, it's not. I wish that was absent. Honestly, I think it. But I
3: think it mellowed out as the beer warmed up because it let it
8: off gas a little bit when yeah. they were
3: kind of the same. You know, very cold. I was like, okay, I might have a chance here because of this sulfur note. But then later, like I said, after the five minutes or so in the glass, it really dissipated, and then yours became the winner to me. Actually,
8: eight hmm. is really good. And there's only one thing. I'd like it better if it was only one thing. What? If you get uh, if it was mine. Slight green, yeah. yeah. You get a slight green latex paint, like yeah. a Slight acetaldehyde. That's what I in that, a like, caramel kind of. Well, something I there. get it. That's a different. The this one sort of is cleaner ferment. A little different. Yeah, it's slightly less clean ferment, but th- it's a damn good recipe a damn well brewed and beer, Justin.
3: So I think I got that note right when it came out of the fermenter. You know what yeah. I was saying? I couldn't really tell if it was good or not. I felt like I liked everything, but there was one—I thought it was an infection or something. There was mm-hmm. one small thing, off. but then when it got carbonated and I tasted it today, I didn't pick it up today. I only yeah. picked it up when it was flat and a little bit warmer, but I didn't pick it up today. But apparently, it's there.
0: I think that was the that has to be the closest one we've ever done. It right? is. Down to one vote. I don't mind that. That's pretty cool. You should feel pretty about good. That. You should feel good. About
7: that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
3: Nate.
13: You're, you're not very that generous. Big of a loser.
3: So I was wor- the other way. thing I was. You know, when I said in the beginning that there are things that were not planned.
12: Mm-hmm.
3: It w- it's a little like um, mine's a little sweeter and right. roastier, like chocolateier and roastier right. than I had planned it to be, based on Jamil's recipe, which which called for it to be maybe a little sweeter and roastier than a. Um, than a a, a, tr- a very traditional Schwartz beer. It's a good recipe, though. But I, I but my gravity points were about too high, a couple, like literally two points high. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's nothing in homebrew
0: world, dude. Don't worry about well, it. Well, that's what I yeah. felt
3: like in the end. I just felt like maybe had I been spot on even a couple points, it would have been, well, a little less sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Mathematically. <laughs> it
7: would have actually
3: been less
8: sweet. Well, I don't know about math.
3: But then the... Did you did any... N- nothing about it being too roasty or anything?
8: No, no. No, I think no. it's within style, certainly. Oh, well, that's what I was worried about. So. Yeah, it works, actually. Based on the recipe discussion we'd had earlier, I thought it would come out way too roasty. Okay. It's not. It's actually exactly as Tasty as saying, right?
3: Now, Tasty, it? you said yours is a pretty big gap between 70-30. So yeah, what was
8: yours based on? Just the... Uh, uh. <laughs> did
3: you pick up that off flavor, too? It sucks.
5: No. Uh... <laughs> I i the the you uh, uh, see aroma the 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 quality of the ferment is so much better in one beer it is versus the other and then yeah. that's really all I had to compare them on so I, I I was overweighted if you will otherwise I I drink it uh, it tastes they both taste great no it's just the the uh, aroma okay yeah so I had to overweight that so Bevo what were you saying
15: I was just going to comment on the aroma because there is a strong difference in the aroma in my opinion as well. Yeah. In your favor, I think Nate's yeah. smells a little bit like an outhouse. No that's sense. Sulfur-y.
0: It's <laughs> y It's, it's sulfury. It smells. Sure. It smells like a, like tr- like tube, like the, a beer that's been on the tube for far too long, all the yeast, and it kind of smells like urinal cakey. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, okay. I also like my aroma better. I, I like the, the aroma the- better.
8: Mm. Highly sulphur sensitive, though.
3: I like the flavor of your beer better than mine, mm. but I like the aroma of my beer better.
8: Do you remember
13: what roasted malts you use, Justin? Oh fuck no, I have no idea. <laughs> Because I, uh, uh, <laughs> I get a, a roasted kind of green peppery yes. flavor that you get kind of in coffee beers sometimes exactly, exactly. Oh, that I think comes from
3: certain uh, roasted grains Okay,
13: that I've gotten in some roasted
3: beers more so than others. You, can you name, maybe I'll, if you can name which ones you're thinking of, I can tell, I, I might remember if I put it in it.
13: Well, like, I, I'm not totally sure because I think it varies even within the maltster batch to batch. Yeah. Um, but I know uh, I can get it from, like, Thomas Fawcett's Black. Yeah. Or, or Thomas Fawcett. Uh, Don't get racist.
3: I wouldn't end yeah, up sorry. knowing the the brand anyway. There definitely was some, you know, like, super black malt, like a small amount. The only thing I, d- I varied from Jamil's recipe was uh, I used an English for, like, the crystal... I want to say crystal seventy-five or something instead of using the German variety, which I couldn't seem to find, even though apparently it was there. Uh, I used an English
8: version, which was It's probably uh, okay I just for the small mic. But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah.
3: So, uh, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't know the, the brand anyway to okay. answer
8: your question because I get uh, just a, a green pepper,
13: interesting,
3: coffee-like character. Okay, and I'd, that's that's what made me not vote for A. That was the sway. Yeah. Huh? Okay, and and. Can that come from other things besides a, a malt? Like, could that have been an infection or something else like that? No, I don't think, uh, a I don't contamination, don't think so.
13: Because um, um, we had it actually at Heretic for a little bit. Okay. In, in Shallow Grave. And it was just... And so and we were messing around with the malt. Okay. And it went away. Okay. And so... Or did it? Or did it? <laughs> I
2: don't
13: know. We just I kept d- well, drinking. Well, I actually stopped tasting Shallow Grave. <laughs> then so it went away. It went away. <laughs>
12: right.
13: Yeah.
7: Great. Yeah.
8: Um, <laughs> Actually, there's one more thing I think that kind of jacks up the aroma in the beer that, that I brought is I used uh, Cinemar to color correct because I thought you bitches were going to complain about it being a little too light. Here's the same wart with the uh, 001, so you can kind of see how, how much lighter it is, about 4 or 5 SRM lighter. It's too light. Every time I use uh, Cinemar, it jacks up the aroma just a little bit. Jacks up as in? Negatively. Okay. It adds like um, a umami, like slight roast kind of thing, and that's definitely the there. Well, yeah, first I'll send all, the bottle around.
3: First of all, the yeah. color could be. It doesn't have to be black. No, it doesn't have to be black. That was a little too pale for me, though. Oh. I wouldn't have voted this. Well, no, yeah. I wouldn't have voted this down for... Because I specifically remember reading that it's okay if it's a little bit uh, brownish and opaque.
8: Um, Definitely. I kind of leveled the playing field to have them both pretty much the exact same color as what we ended up with. That was probably helpful. But.
3: So I did do one thing in the... In the um, Bottling and transportation of this beer differently than I did the last time. You might remember that last time I got dinged for carbonation mm-hmm. and it being kind of flat. And I had carbonated late, like that day. And then I put it in the growler, and then I rode my bike down this down to here. That was fast. Didn't
15: you ride your bike here? And then I poured it.
3: And by the time it got to you, it was flat. So be, I did I did two kegs this time, and one of them I overcarbonated on purpose, and the other one I did like a normal carbonation. And then I tasted them today to decide which one to bring. And I kind of had remembered. Well, I'm still putting. I'm going to pour it into this growler, our stainless steel uh, hybrid growlers, the Warheads. And that I didn't ride my bike, but I'm still going to bring it down here. Then I'm going to pour it into another glass. Then it's going to potentially sit on the desk for five minutes or ten minutes, right? Right. So I went with the over-carbonated version. Yep. And I think it came out.
8: I think that was a smart decision. I leaned towards that as well so So that it wouldn't wouldn't lose co2 by the time we all yeah got here right yeah so i just wanted to point it I out i finally
3: like learned a lesson that i didn't repeat the same error i, <laughs> nice! le- I ah. specifically uh,
8: planned my carbonation i think to, people to doc talked about this on this show years ago for competition yeah bumping up the carbonation just slightly just higher a little than bit what would be mm-hmm. appropriate for style so that by the time it ends up on that best of show table it may have been open for a little while. Yeah. You still have enough CO2 to make the beer pop a little bit. Yeah. So,
0: Nate, this is the, the same beer that you just passed around without the Sinmar. So, you, the beer that you entered. With, no, with the 001. With no 001 yeast and no Sinmar. Yeah,
8: I'm passing around two different versions, 0028 and 001. Mm, okay. And it's it. kind of fun to just compare. You get yeah. slight ester, ale type qualities out of the same wort. I think it shows really well. It would work. That same wort would work really well for ale yeast. The competition was 28. Pardon. The competition beer was twenty-eight. No, I mean uh, two different yeast strains: Edinburgh uh, WLP zero zero or zero two eight and oh one. Yeah, yeah. What do you use for the competition beer? Uh, eight thirty-three lager. Oh, oh. Lager oh so I, I made oh, okay, yeah. I made like seventeen gallons of wort and split it up okay, three okay. ways. These are both Got it. Yeah, just to kind of send it off in different directions. And I could do um, different hop experiments. Both the oh one has Eldorado in the hop back, and the 028 Edinburgh variation has. Um, adha 484 it's experimental variety in the hop back so y'all kind of have a slightly different hop character and yeast character to them
9: you think this uh style could ever do well in competition not using a lager yeast i think based on tasting those absolutely
3: i wouldn't have voted for this ale one you wouldn't have no i voted for your lager it's too
8: estuary for this kind of competing these beers and i wouldn't have tried to put it up against that but as as a a beer I kind of want to drink a pint of when I get home. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice yeah, beer. I don't
0: think it, you, you could you could do well in this category with, with a No, no, uh, no, no like, not with the nail that's yeast, what he not said a nail no, yeast. Not yeah, as a yeah. Schwartz beer no, in the category right. of Schwarzbier.
8: beer. No, it's too estuary for that, yeah. for sure. It just
9: because you, I mean, what did you, you fermented it at 68? Like, well, what
8: temperature? Yeah, pitch at 62, and then it rise to 65 to 66, and kind of cap it there. So it's a totally different yeast, totally different yeast profile, but I've been enjoying playing around a lot with. Beers of this strength that have no crystal malt, kinda like this malt bill that I used for this beer and and really enjoying the results and not kinda leaning on traditional American and English brewing techniques, you know, using more German and Belgian style malt bills and and doing ale yeast and really liking that for, you know, standard 5% beer. Well, I'm beer. glad you
3: had time to experiment cool. with a shitload of other yeast <laughs> <laughs> while you were designing a beer to beat me. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> well, just if I'm going
8: bec- to bust strip. out all yeah. the bullshit to make Ward, I'm going to make 17 gallons of this stuff yeah. and play around with something. Yeah, I and mean, shitting that's himself that's over it. one thing, <laughs> And you're like, well, I really feel like yeah. this
0: one could have been. So I tried this one, too, and I just, I don't know, I fucked around a lot.
9: I, I made it with hops that don't currently exist.
0: Can I vote for these other two bottles
12: also?
3: Yes. you like those, Warren?
12: Yeah. Nate won three times.
3: Fuck you, beardy. You're a jerk. All right, I want to introduce you all to somebody while we're still talking about beer. Uh, can Kevin borrow your mic there for a second, Beardy? So, uh, you know, you all know we've been working on the Hop Grenade, and uh, we've had our g- our general manager chosen. It just hasn't been official. But
9: well, you sure you want to introduce and, uh, him? You know he didn't vote for your beer. He did vote for my beer. Oh, he did?
3: Yeah. Yeah, oh. Justin told me I had to. Oh, well, you. Uh, yeah. do we want to vote Do for. we want to hire him? He has no taste. I did. No, he has the best taste. I, I was like, listen, uh, you should come and vote on the beer, and you should probably make sure you don't vote wrong. <laughs> Because I'm not
9: saying what is right and what is wrong, <laughs> but, there's but st- I'm just saying don't be
8: wrong.
3: So Kevin is our uh, our general manager of the Hop Grenade, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So uh, right. please welcome uh, Kevin in the studio. Uh, Kevin, thanks for well, thanks for coming and voting correctly. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where did we Where did we find you? Uh,
16: from Public House, San Francisco, at 18C uh,
3: Ballpark. Yeah. So Kevin is a listener. He had been a listener for a while, and we met him at one of our parties here. And then uh, he introduced himself, and we found out that he works at Public House, and, and that's one of Scott and I's favorite uh, beer bars in San Francisco, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, it's our favorite baseball team. It's and
9: de- <laughs> one of our favorite beer bars, coincidentally.
3: But uh, yeah, I mean, literally with or without the baseball, just an awesome, yes, great, awesome, great uh, beer bar. Beer bar. So we, you know, got to know Kevin a little bit, and then uh, I suppose, somewhat unfortunately for the the Public House, but fortunately for us, and and I would hope, uh, you know, fortunately for Kevin. We just thought, the guy's the right fit. Uh, He he gets the idea that we're going for, and he he, he understands what we're doing, and he seemed very talented. Uh, That remains to be seen.
0: But, well, already he knows how how little you you pay just from hearing the shows. Yeah, I actually over brought the years, that up so. when he was talking to me. I'm like, "What right.
16: the fuck am I going to go work for you? I don't know
0: how much <laughs> yeah. you? Pay people?" Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I have a job already, so I won't have to commute. But uh, you know, sell it, douche. It's the first thing he said. He was like, "So do I have to volunteer for nine years?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> <at> the, <laughs> at the age? That's about the average. Yes. I was like, After "Well, you said maybe, yes. What did he do? Maybe
8: eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you want him to do real work, not to sit here and spout our opinions, right? You Listen, know?
3: as far as hey. I'm concerned, and and here's how I like to do this. Uh, anyway, uh, it's Kevin's bar. Uh, he, all complaints go to Kevin. He's running the show down there. All compliments and, uh, go to us, but uh, all, all complaints <laughs> go to Kevin. So
15: pretty much just as long as you have to do as little work as possible. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Yeah,
3: Yeah. yeah you got it. Same business model. What am I, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna start something where I have to work? <laughs> what a
9: terrible idea. Well, yeah. and I mean, Kevin, you started the beer program basically at that bar, didn't you? I mean, what no, did it look like for you? No, that's uh, not true.
16: Greg Stone, he started it, um, and I've just been helping. Him along the way, keep keep it going, keep it growing. So just building relationships with with breweries and vendors and, and distributors and whatnot, and just he, Greg. Greg's more of a consultant there. He he works a few days a week. I mean the guys, a, uh, he's he's a smart man uh, and he knows his stuff. And so I've learned a lot from him. But I, I'm I'm kind of the guy on the ground make, making making that ex- executing everything actually right.
3: Which is really what we needed—is the guy on the ground uh, doing the the heavy lifting. So
16: that's well, why. And, and again, yeah, and I've learned a lot from him and through him, and met a lot of people from that. So uh, it's it's been great, and I'm I'm happy to continue it.
3: Yeah. Well, we're happy that uh, Public House did such a great job—great uh, job getting you ready for us. So uh,
16: now you are i turning I've been myself on. Professional off.
3: broadcaster for yeah. over ten years. Just having my, my mute button over here. Um, so we're excited to have you on board. Now, tell us why you voted uh, for beer A, uh, aside from it being that your job is at stake.
16: Yeah, well, so I I, uh, I like the aroma in in that one. Um, I like the uh, flavor up front. Uh, the, I I thought the uh, B was a little too carbonated, actually, for, for my taste. I overdid it. Which, yeah. when you said that, I, I, I was like, Fuck. okay, I get it. Um, yeah. And then I, I tasted yeah. the the aftertaste though on A was there was something <laughs> something there that I I was like this must be Justin. So I,
12: I figured <laughs> Oh when we You're right <laughs>
16: Nice. I like your strategy. Here. It's my house flavor, you know. It's a, it's a
3: certain tang. You gotta help out the home team. My house, right. my house yeah. flavor is off. Ew.
7: <laughs> that is my house flavor. I, yeah. I
0: did that that same thing, but revert Like smelling the aroma of B, and I feel like I'm just drilling Nate in the Schwartz now. But I like uh, it, yeah. But I smell B. I'm like, this has to be Justin's because it smells like he left it on the yeast for far too long. I
3: did leave it on the yeast until I kegged it. I, I screwed that up. Oh. Um, so it's so the whole time I loggered it, you know, even after I crashed, I should have dropped the yeast at that point. Yeah. I don't know why it slipped my mind when I when I went to keg. I went, oh shit, I forgot to drop the yeast plug. It's been sitting there, but well, it was the maybe least,
8: JP's picking up something cool. I never dropped it. I just kept it at fifty the whole time.
3: Your oh you never crashed your until you kegged it and then until you, I kegged it
0: and then how long did you keg it and logger it at that point? A uh, week. How long Just a week. Oh, so. So how long was it on the yeast? From, the whole time. From, but how long was that? Uh, how long was Five weeks. Five so weeks. Four and a half weeks. Something like that. I'm amazing. My palate is amazing, and you guys there are you all go. noobs. Kevin and I are going to start our own fucking BGCP training program. Well,
8: I mean, mine sat well,
0: on there the whole what, time, too, but I crashed it. There's it depends no on
8: which one you are more sensitive to. Acetaldehyde or
0: yeast on the year yeah. too long. Both, I would think. I didn't get any as- a- a- acetylaldehyde out
3: I didn't yeah, get yeah. any anal aldehyde out of
0: that. Yeah, that's a good category over on adamandeve.com. <laughs>
7: anal
3: aldehyde.
0: That's BJ, that's beard dork anal porn.
7: Anal aldehyde.
3: <laughs> anal aldehyde. <laughs> yeah. I was more worried, though. I mean, yes, I was yeah. worried that I didn't drop my yeast when I f- figured that, but I was more concerned. You remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about that I crashed it? That I had sucked in O2. I was right. worried about it coming out like a piece of cardboard. It doesn't seem much oxidized. Which it mean, didn't. Maybe I it still, will be in
8: three weeks. It, but it will be right soon, now.
3: I think, and I still won't make that mistake again. Now remember, if I'm going to crash it, just go ahead and put it in kegs then. I don't need to crash it in my, uh, 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 uh what the hell it's called?
0: Conical. Conical. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, or
0: if I do, I need to put a blanket of CO2 on there.
8: You think that's too long, though, JP. I think you could leave a beer on the yeast for three, four weeks. Well, I, right? yeah, you, you yeah, yeah, can.
0: I, I just, I, I mean, I was kind of being facetious because that, I don't know, That's what I picked up out of the beer. I don't know if it's a result yeah. of that or not, um, but that that was my interpretation. Was immediately when I smelled it, it, it smells like it had too much contact with the with the yeast. Right. But maybe it's a it's a, a combination of you adding the sinmar because you said it, it does k- kind of tend to uh, decrease the the aroma so. in it. Yeah, I think it does. Mine was on
3: the East for six weeks. I just looked at the calendar. I mean, from the time I pitched
8: yeah. until when I hmm. finally kegged it, it's on. For, it was on for six weeks. Yeah, mine was on for five then. So we brewed on the same day. I'd like yep. to check and out I kegged this mine the week before.
0: Yep. I'd, I'd okay. like to try the beer without the Sinmar edition. The okay. same yeast. Right, yeah, same yeast. That'd I did do interesting. that. Yeah,
8: yeah, I did those other two, but not, not eight30 Well, you're still learning. Exactly. <laughs> There's always a lifetime of learning. <laughs> yeah, JP. there you go. Well, you are the winner of the losers, Nate. I know. Well, you got to win somewhere. <laughs> Even the blind squirrel yeah. finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> right. Even the losers get lucky
0: sometime.
3: You go into the uh, other lo- The I'm done now, right? No, because there's another loser Damn bracket. It. I guess
0: yeah, we're going to keep you spending money on beer. You shit. keep going.
3: I mean, we're still vying for second place, essentially, right? Or does second place go to the loser of the winners? All right, who's bracket? the other losers bracket? I think there could well, be a winner Mos- of the M- in
8: Moscow. So it's in no, Moscow.
3: Oh, wait. Moscow no. lost. Moscow right. lost. Oh, so Jamel. Doc. Because Doc beat yeah. Moscow. Yeah. Right. So Doc and you are in the okay, loser right, bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go.
13: No. Wait. No, no, no. You guys were the winner bracket. Right. They're the winner I was, bracket. I
8: won and then lost. Yes. And Nate lost and then won. Jamel
3: and- oh, and
13: that's it's, it then. It's, it's Jamel and somebody Jamel and John
8: have to go again.
3: And then the winner of that goes against Nate. That's right. Because they were in the loser bracket. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So you Thank still you, have Warren. you still have one more <laughs> Warren pays attention. I know. <laughs> I'm lost. I just got here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. His brain
3: isn't heavily taxed. <laughs> exactly. Yet. All right. Well, Nate, congratulations. Anything else Thanks, to learn Jackson. from this experience? Anybody? Uh I think we're good. All right. Great. Jerk.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Give me more of your beer, I'll drink it.
0: Unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> fun. You're All right. Fun.
3: Are you ready to learn the next uh, bracket in the Brewcaster Challenge? Yes. It's the other winners bracket, right? Yes. Okay. It's the winners bracket. So the winner—who's in that again? Because I forget. Of the winner of this one, right. which I will announce now, um, <laughs> will compete against Doc, right? Yes. I- ask Warren. I don't know, man. Yeah. Will compete yeah. against Doc. Mm-hmm. Doc's mm-hmm. an advancing winners right. bracket. Yep. Yeah, yes. All right. So this. Bracket mm-hmm. is tasty versus JP. And that's the what bracket? It's the winner's bracket. And it's me, I'm in this. You winner. are in it. In the what? <laughs> you heard me. i right. gonna be a dick about All it. Alright, so
8: we've already won one. <laughs> I
3: just want right. to make sure yeah. that you know. I see
8: good luck Jason
3: Thanks. and the beer Thanks. that you too uh oh you guys are gonna love well before this. we do that let me tell oh. you this uh, we got a brand new sponsor uh, of the of the brewcaster challenge and we're excited to have them on board with us uh, we thought you know the brewcaster challenge is a great place to get um you know some of our ingredient suppliers involved
0: um yeah, it's so important it's pivotal I mean really it's yeah you know you need ingredients. <laughs>
3: so we would like to welcome BSG
0: uh, to the show. Uh, they're not actually here
3: to speak for themselves, but uh, we'd like to welcome them as a sponsor of this round of the Brewcaster Challenge. They are covering – I don't know why they didn't want to sponsor the loser's bracket, but they they, they opted to sponsor the winner's bracket between Tasty and and JP. Uh, BSG, they're our proud new ingredient sponsor of the Brewcaster Challenge. Uh, of course, BSG provides home brewers and craft brewers alike with high-quality malts uh, direct from the source. Um, You know all those European malts that you hear about? Yeah, That's BSG. Like They're the guys doing it. So RAR, Wireman, Simpsons, that's the stuff that comes from BSG. So you might not even know that you have them to thank, uh, but now that you heard those names, you've got them to thank. So you can't make a European-style lager without the correct European malts, and BSG makes sure that your local homebrew supply shop... um, has access to those malts. Uh, it's the same malt that your favorite brewery uses in their beers, too, uh, because BSG supplies not just homebrew shops, obviously, but professionals as well. So check out bsghandcraft.com and see what BSG has to offer you. And uh, both JP and Tasty will be using BSG ingredients as they brew... Mm-hmm. A Roush beer Smoke
8: beer looks like he's going to puke <laughs> oh, well, I'm,
15: I'm, I'm What like, is a Roush beer?
8: Smoke, <laughs> beer.
15: <It's> <laughs> <laughs> a smoke, like smoke
13: beer I like smoke beer I'm down. Yeah. down.
9: Tasty and Bebo have great It's a really broad category. Faces. You just have
13: to add smoke malt to anything. Yeah. It could be any beer, any base style.
3: You have your choice of smoked malt, though. I would recommend for this judge's vote that you steer away from peat malt. I second that.
5: No, uh, Vireman
8: smoked malt. Uh, yeah, Vireman uh, smoked
3: malt. is very Tasty nice. Tasty awesome.
2: There
5: like, you go. was... Sick. Yeah, Tasty looks <laughs> like. I have a just real just question. Just to go to all that trouble to... Go ahead, Bebo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't I'll, even I'm going to say you. something about
5: this competition. <laughs> at some point.
8: Man, I can like, make a goddamn Schwartz beer. You can make a freaking smoke mug beer.
15: We had a, um, a couple years ago. I think we were still in the garage. We had um, Ryan, a gentleman Ryan. on who gentleman. specifically did smoking, like he smoked meats and stuff. <laughs> But he had this liquid smoke stuff, would that be something you would add into this beer?
0: Yes. Tasty, go ahead and do that. <laughs> It'll taste like wait, 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 wait. A It'll taste
3: like a hot dog. I really yeah. don't know. Make
0: a merit add liquid smoke, please tasty
3: uh-huh. I believe it's been done on a homebrew level, adding something like a liquid smoke yes. And
15: that would not be ideal. Correct. It
3: would probably not be ideal. Good because
15: it sounds foul.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> wait,
15: can wait,
8: wait. can they make a pale ale and just be high the whole time? Is that a smoke beer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why not? Not
0: yeah. a not a not a beer while you smoke. I smoke till oh, I oh, brew yeah. it.
9: What if you you put beer in the bong and take a load through the beer. That's smoked beer.
5: Yeah. yeah, you know I haven't seen the well, awards true. for winning in this competition, right? Uh-huh. But I'm instead of sacrificing, you know, ten gallons of finished beer to make it screwed up with smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why are you gonna, I don't just lose intentionally? And are you going to forfeit? A, I'll make uh, it like an IPA or something. And like, are you? Whoa. <laughs> I forgot to put the smoke in. You
0: can't forfeit, Are you going to forfeit Tasty? right now? I'm quit Am I t- the winner right now? No, no, no. Do no. I declare
3: myself the winner? It? I have to brew a beer. <laughs> oh, yes too bad. And you have to brew a rash beer, Tasty. Uh, These are all right, room. all right. Can you, listen, someone will drink it.
5: I don't have, I can't make five gallons of beer. I don't have equipment for it. You can have her, to make ten. You can make yeah. ten and
3: give, give it away. I'm going to get it right on the drain. Who isn't going to want your beer? Come on. <laughs> I'm going
5: to give it to the <laughs> well, county. I, I, take it, to, take it, take a, it take to Michigan. They have to have a draft. No, oh, no, a
3: good,
9: a good right. festival coming up. Or something. Take yeah. it to Michigan. Take it to Michigan. Can he just make Janet's brown and add a little bit of smoke malt? and he can do it every It's brown ale, right? Yeah. He could. Yeah. Well,
5: I'm, I assume we're going to be judged against the style guideline, the Roche beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't say it, you know, it doesn't describe an American brown ale. Right.
9: What were you talking about then, Warren, that you were talking I was just saying in
5: the broadest
13: sense, Smoked beer could be any base style. It's more like in the specialty like beer you category. You could make right a smoked though. Meritzen. You can make a smoked Weitz beer. You right, can make but we're doing eggs.
3: specifically Rausch beer. Okay. Yeah, oh, that'd okay. be a specialty beer. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that'd be... Okay. Yeah. So, you'll figure it out, Tasty. Don't worry. You're gonna oh, yeah. That. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> It'll taste like smoked fish.
5: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll drink it all, and I'll have some locks well, to go... Okay, for. all right, fine.
3: <laughs> so, here's what I'd like to see, guys. <laughs> you can drink uh, it all. <laughs> I can't wait. I'd like your recipes ready for next next show. So that's a week from today. Okay, and you got a good week to get your recipes ready. But
0: I, I have a question. Yes. Um, Jamil doesn't make a smoke beer, so how am I supposed to compete?
3: I don't know. Oh, burn on everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I don't get it. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? just burn tasty. He's your competitor now. But I'd not everybody. Just burn everybody. All right. I'm not in the competition.
15: Not me. I'll burn nope. you
3: separately, Warren. <laughs> don't <Okay>. worry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> With a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like your dad used to do. Oh. As long as it's under my shirt. Oh, Sorry. Alright, so Roush beer it is. Don't worry, Casey. One, we'll get this all out of our system and then when we restart the, the, the brewcaster challenge, wait till you see what, wait till you see, you wouldn't, you won't be complaining when you see what Jamel has to do for his oh, next round. Oh, yeah, dude. You've got we're, it easy. We're, well, getting we're, yeah,
5: I, turn, I, we're getting off really like I can dude. feel my pain. I can see his doesn't seem to help. It's what I
12: feel.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I a
0: lot more, you know what I mean? I, do, I, have a, yeah. I have a cookie you can eat that'll take that right off.
9: Casey, don't don't your minions love smoke beer? I mean, when I think of a fan of smoke beer i think of a 20 something chick right they must love smoke beer do they not
15: negatory no,
8: no. no.
2: i don't I understand. understand i've never no. seen that pattern i, I figured like a
8: 50 year old german dude yeah
5: <laughs> no yeah. i like saisons and oh interesting and strong beer oh huh
15: maybe okay. the guy that works at jones's barbecue
3: <laughs> all right well there goes my th- all right well you're screwed <laughs> all right it's exciting i'm stoked on it dude <laughs> Do you, are you the only one in the room that likes Roush Fair? Did no, I'm stoked on his reaction. Oh, I see. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's some way to take the smoke out of it. I can make it, and then when we... After, after the fact? Uh, we'll have an anti-smoke... Like uh will well, no, no, put no. carbon in there. Tasty. <laughs> Tasty. Just blend. Uh, uh,
13: blend think it? about... Oh, yeah. Oh, think, okay. You could bl- make uh,
5: a, a, your fruit beer technique, right. the old school way. Well, maybe I'll do like a, a tincture of, uh, yes. of smoke. Yeah. Two drops. Just two and bottles. I'll just, and I'll tincture... I'll tincture uh, Enough for our judging. Yeah. Try, try this will, will be like a uh, sports beer. Now you're thinking. Try right. doing a, a exactly. partial a... mash of smoke malt.
0: Bullshit.
5: Smoke. I, don't, cold, even, I don't think I'm even going to. Uh, you know, the next round we I'm do. I might ferment it in a beaker. Yeah, ferment Fer- be- it in, <laughs> <I'm actually laughs> in a beaker. Be like like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually just making a starter. I'm going to make a starter of smoke, smoke beer. No, i got to be able to.
8: So let, me, let me get yeah, something
5: yeah. straight. I don't have to worry about it.
0: A two liter batch. It doesn't
5: batch. even have to convert.
0: It's the spirit a- of this competition has just gotten raped. Have you enjoyed
8: <laughs> a good smoked beer tasty? Like a... Um, no. no he a or like, something that yeah, you know, like that? You no, don't I think it
5: I never go for one of those. Yes. Right. Now God. you
0: know why this
5: style was chosen. No, that's right. I, I think I might be able to save the batch. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not merely make a, sm- a worth that. Sure. Why well, don't you,
3: listen, to, here's the way to think of it. Make a great Roush beer. Like, change our mind about Roush beer. I do beer. I want to make, like, a quart of it.
0: That's fine. I don't care how much you make. Yeah, <laughs> see, no, no, that's, that's is, the point you're missing, too. It's right. to make a great does. one, but just the, mo- the tiniest <laughs> amount. You're okay. going to it in a water. it like
5: a test tube baby. Make a, make a <laughs> good-looking baby. <boy.
0: laughs>
8: make a Mr. Beer Kit of it and, like, start blogging. And blog oh, of the whole thing and be like, fuckingbrewingnetwork.blogspot or some shit. Yeah. And then you can talk shit on it the whole time. Right. <laughs>
15: It's a great idea. <laughs>
3: they're all good ideas. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> All right. That's your next Brewcaster Challenge. We'll hear from JP and Tasty next week uh, about their recipes. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break right now. When we come back, we've got a lot of things to do. So we've got our Logic Home Brewer of the Week who's calling in from where? Israel. Moscow? From Israel. So that'll wow. be fun to do. Uh, plus, we got beer news. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network.
14: Hey, Brewers,
4: it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon, and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2014 Rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop Rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503-982-516. Or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com. Hops from the Crosby family farm to yours what'd you get more brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about brewmaster's warehouse? The six 99 shipping. Well, yeah, but oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool. But oh, oh, the brew builder creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm yes, but the cheese making supplies. No, Oh, the wine making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome. Yes. But what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot and and that brew builder software is awesome oh yeah brewmasters warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer wine cheese and spirits at Brewmasterswarehouse.com. and if you're in georgia stop by brewmasters warehouse monday through saturday from 10 to 6 visit brewmasters today because it's
6: totally hot oh yeah hey everyone it's the fast rack guys So I hope everyone has heard about the free tickets we're giving away to the National Homebrew
11: Conference in Grand Rapids this year. Our sponsorship of the event landed us these free tickets we're giving away for the top contenders of the Fast Rack Speed Challenge. We've been setting up these
3: sweet mini Speed Challenge events with help from AHA homebrew clubs
11: and Fast Rack retailers all over Canada and the U.S. About 60 competitions have been hosted, and the video submissions, they've been unreal. Best of all, the times keep
3: getting faster, and the events have been a ton of fun. We'll be announcing the winners live on
11: air on May 12th during the Brewing Network podcast. Get your video submission in today to be entered to win. All entry details can be found at thefastrack.ca. That's
6: thefastrack.ca, as in Charlie Alpha. Cheers
14: Cheers for for fast-racking beers when i order a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do i want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too i want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style i want a cicerone the cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer home brewers and craft beer lovers no beer is more flavorful and complex than ever and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right cicerone's no beer there are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone. Because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint.
7: Downtown Downtown Joe's where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA, but you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same. downtown joe's has exactly what you're looking for and now just mention the brewing network to receive a dollar off your beer at downtown joe's that's right take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers including the lazy summer wheat golden thistle Porter, and the triple dog dare you come to downtown joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of napa's best brew pub visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers the live music schedule or to drool over their delicious menu items downtown joe's your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome
17: I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message.
3: Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe.
4: And That's it's so. just hot. It is?
15: It's so super hot.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: the-, the-, yeah. the home of live beer radio. The because like beer, radio shouldn't suck.
3: You're listening to The, the Session. session. You're listening to The Brewing Network, because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program where there are winners and there are losers, and there are other losers below the losers.
0: That's what we do. Uh, that is true. Uh-huh. We, we categorize losers. It is. The- are <laughs> <We're> all winners. In <laughs> <laughs> the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah.
8: <laughs> exactly.
3: What matters is that if I could get my beer to Grand Rapids, I would bring my Schwartz beer for that. I'm, I'm okay with it enough to share with the general homebrewing public. Yeah, I would. I just don't think I can get it there. How the hell do you get beer to Grand Rapids?
8: <laughs> you got to drive it yourself, maybe. Yep. That would probably be about it. That would be rough. Or yeah. bus. might but. be
15: cheaper to drive there.
8: It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive it. Yeah. it takes You'll have to way. sit next to me. I'll make fun of you for brewing the beer that lost the whole <laughs> way. But, <you> know. yeah. <laughs> but I'll drive. All
3: right. Sounds good. All right, it's time for our uh, Logic Homebrewer of the Week. And uh, this week we've got a great story uh, coming out of Israel uh, from Levi. Levi, are you with us?
10: Yes. Can you hear me?
3: I can. Thanks for being on the program, man.
10: My pleasure, man. So how and, long uh, have you been there? Regret... Go ahead. Sorry. Congratulations to Nate on his win.
8: Oh, oh
3: you, yeah. All right. I love this guy.
8: Thanks, Levi. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm sorry, we're having a connection problem. (laughs) It it must be the internet in Israel.
10: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not hard to believe. (laughs) How long have you been living out there? I've been here now five years um, straight, but in the past I've lived a year here and a year year
3: there. Okay. Were you you born in the U.S. or what?
10: I was uh, born and raised in Long Beach, California.
3: Okay. Why'd you move to Israel? What brought you there?
10: Um
17: this past
10: uh move, move I was here to uh um, complete medical school. Oh, excellent. Okay. Be yeah. a doctor. Yeah, so I, I graduated last year and I'm in the middle of my internship. Got it. How long have you been homebrewing? I've been brewing about seven years. Um I got into brewing uh when I figured that I was gonna be moving out here because I knew that the uh, beer choices at the time were not going to be plentiful. So I figured if I wanted to drink good beer, I'm going to have to uh, do it myself. That's probably
0: a solid
3: move. That's a great reason to start homebrewing. Is there good craft beer there at all?
10: Now there's a um, small uh, craft, or as they call it here, boutique brewing scene happening. Okay, And there are beers to drink. Oh, drink it! It is expensive. It's one of the uh, most expensive uh, uh, places to buy a beer in the world. <laughs> I think somebody said the top ten. One of the top ten. Wow! So, uh, so wh- how much is it's, it? It's definitely not affordable for me.
3: <laughs> Give us the American dollar equivalent of of a pint there. What is expensive?
10: Well, if you were gonna get, like, let's say, uh, 330 milliliter bottle, which is, um, yeah, I think it's a 12, 12 minutes, mm-hmm. um, oh, well. uh, that would go for like four bucks. Four bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. No, no.
3: I mean, maybe if you're in med school. That's uh, everything. That's reasonable. Everything's in bad as bad when you're in med school. Maybe
9: it's just a country full of uh, you know, penny pinchers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I take it you're Jewish.
9: 400 pennies.
3: <laughs> Levi in Israel. <laughs> yeah. You don't say. And who, who's Well, I don't know it's 50 cents a glass here. It's very expensive. <laughs> um, I thought I'd brew my own instead.
9: <laughs> well, it's weird. This is one of the the few times or maybe only time I've ever really heard the uh I did it to, in order to save money. I mean, the sentiment on this show has always been the opposite like it's an expensive hobby don't think you're going to save money yeah if you want beer on at your house you homebrew
3: which is true in the u.s but i we've heard quite a bit that isn't true for example in australia mm-hmm. where where beer is even more expensive than levi has uh, just expressed that you know so that you can still save money by homebrewing in places like australia too but i do think that on the whole in in a lot of places it's not cheaper it's cheaper
0: homebrew. if you do it extract but at the, uh, that okay. moment that that comes true is when you're doing all grain and you factor in the cost of your equipment well, the equipment well, unless yeah. you do brew in the bag yeah unless you do brew a bag or something like that but like, generally speaking the, the brewing with the ingredients it's, it is cheaper yeah. okay but just yeah. don't 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 factor in your $2000 homebrew system right. or any of yeah. that other crap right yeah cuz then you'll yeah, go so, insane
10: so that's what I wanted to address is that uh, it's very hard to get homegrown equipment here. Okay. So I went through all the uh, uh, steel yards, all the junkyards, and and got old equipment and had it fabricated. I tried okay. to do most of it myself. So I kind of built my system on penny-pinching, if you will. Okay. Uh, I don't know if- so go ahead.
0: I was going to say, if, if I'm studying to be a doctor, I don't know if I'm trying to start learning how to weld also and digging through scrap yards <laughs> in Israel. I'd, yeah. My hands are are my life at that point. Right. I'll pay someone. Yeah,
10: Yeah. true. Um, they are braver than uh, me. It, it, the welding I got, I got done by friends, you know, you give them a couple of uh, beers and they'll still weld for you. Good move.
3: <laughs> so you're talking about, like, the equipment that's difficult to find is, like, the brew stand and burners and things like that.
10: Yeah, so basically what I've been brewing on for the past couple of years is a, uh, three keg converted, uh, uh, system, single tiered. actually, uh, what I can't find here, I, I, when I fly back to the States, I pick up and then I just put it in my suitcase. Got it. And come back. Uh, you know, stuff like corny kegs, which are hard to find, I actually had to fly those in. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories is that, uh, that uh, I brought three corny kegs, the uh, gas tank, and the regulator in on um, the suitcase, and I wrapped it in a, uh, a traditional prayer shawl that the Jews wear to pray. Yeah, and uh, put it put it through the uh, American security system, and I'm sure everybody got a kick out of that. <laughs> you know, these huge tanks and this regulator,
3: right? Yeah, brewing equipment doesn't look like the safest thing in, on earth to a TSA agent.
9: <laughs> well, especially when it's uh, El Al, the Israeli airline, they do an entirely different form of interrogation, not like American TSA at all. So uh, did you get uh pulled out of line b- by Mossad or something?
10: No, no, I didn't get pulled out. I did get a uh, note in the suitcase saying that it was inspected and everything was taken a look at. That's easy. So,
9: <laughs> are, you, are you in, uh, what city are you in?
10: I'm uh I'm located in Modi'in. It's uh it's like halfway between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. I actually work now in a hospital in Tel Aviv, and I also work for a startup company in in uh, Jerusalem. So uh, so it's a perfect place for me to jump between the two.
9: Yeah, and and Israel's super small. So I mean, you're talking about what like half hour drives in between these places? Hour?
10: Uh, yeah. One one half hour between uh, between Tel Aviv and then to Jerusalem is another twenty minutes or something like that.
9: Are th- are there physical homebrew shops in in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem or,
10: or anywhere? There are there are and there's a uh, because of the craft beer scene there are some wholesalers that uh, that I'm getting to know now. Uh, there's a, there's a couple in Tel Aviv. Uh, There's a guy right outside of Jerusalem who sells, uh, some places in the north and the south, but, uh, not a lot of option, but, uh, I'm I'm glad that there's something. Because when I started, I went, I was, I was in school in the north and there was absolutely nothing. So when I started, I actually went to the local craft brewery to buy my, uh, my grain and uh, my hops and I just got it you know I had to go in there and mill it myself in the brewery and I was you know so stoked to get it at wholesale prices and, or at least brewery prices which was you know very help, happy you know and, the, and I learned a lot from that from the breweries themselves
3: okay so you don't have as much difficulty getting ingredients anymore what about yeast as a doctor you
10: can do it yourself right I do I do do it myself yeah I bake the yeast and I uh and I grow them up myself. There's a couple of uh, homebrewers in my uh, city, and we do yeast uh, sharing, which is great. You know, we do washing and cleaning, and selecting, and I do plates and try to select for the biggest colonies. And that's my that's my work. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, I do a lot of drug development and, and cell culture, so I'm pretty well equipped to do that. Any
3: new drugs coming out uh, that we should know about or uh, I don't know, I'm just asking. Levaxapronol, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be the new thing. Yeah, you got any dilatid just laying around? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I can i I'll trade. I got some brewing equipment in my garage. <laughs>
10: Get it over Sounds there. Fair. Have yeah. you tried we'll, we'll to grow any have you tried to grow any wild cultures? So um I haven't tried to grow. Any, any wild cultures. I did have some infected batches that I took to the lab to streak, um, but uh, they haven't yielded any any bruise yet. But there, in, in the entire country, there's is, there's is really one uh, sour guru, uh, the guy who uh, who lives not so far from me. We do uh, Solera barrel projects, and um, he does a lot of interesting things. I don't know if he's done a completely spontaneous. Fermentation, but he does a lot of uh, alternative yeast strain.
3: Excellent. Well, it sounds like you're making your way over there. And uh, how mu- how often do you brew?
10: Um, I brew about uh, two to three times a month, um, but now it's picking up to be at least once a week. Wow, uh, you're,
3: you're busy guy. You're 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 doing the rounds at a hospital. You have you work for a startup, and you're brewing once a week. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy.
10: Do you ever sleep?
0: <laughs> that's why i'm in the drug business say, oh! <laughs> what kind of drugs are keeping you awake
3: all yeah. the time
10: the good ones yeah, I a lot yeah. Of those are the good ones
3: <laughs> are you gonna stay uh in israel after you finish school
10: i know yeah, you said you graduated a, but you're a, still a, doing it your. it looks right now you know i got young kids and i would like them to finish their primary school in the same uh school okay so so for the time being we're here excellent and, uh, and we're we're enjoying it. it's a it's a you know beautiful place to raise kids
3: and did you say that you're yeah, part of a homebrew club Do you have a, a, a club there or just people that you brew with?
10: um it's not a club in the sense of you know membership fees or anything but the, we get a, we get together like once or twice uh, I uh, once every couple of months to, uh, to taste each other's beers, give critiques. We've done like proactive kits where we tasted off flavors. Uh, you know, we do definitely do beer trading, which is, uh, which is wonderful for me because if I'm, if I'm running out and I need, you know, i then I could go ahead and, uh, get some beers until the next batch is ready.
3: Yeah. Well, you're in the right profession, too. You can go, yeah. hey, remember that time I looked at that rash for you?
10: I'm, I'm, uh, I'm running out of beer over here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, this is a good story. I think it's, it's, it's good to see, uh, you know, hear about uh, kind of an old technique coming to a relatively new city, like a Jerusalem or something like that. I think it's very beautiful. A new city? Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, they don't have a lot of culture yet, so he's trying to bring yeah. he's trying to bring all that back. And I, I, it's a wonderful thing. I appreciate that. They just right.
13: finished putting on the roofs on all the buildings?
0: Yeah. we yeah. had a whole new. It's a whole new <laughs> thing,
10: man. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, J- J- He's J- you know, J- no right. You know, the the beer culture in, in Israel has just been uh, uh, a longer, you know, fizzy white, uh, fizzy yellow beers. Um, this whole craft thing is really new, and to get the public's uh, opinion to change, it was like it would be like uh, being a craft crafter in the late seventies, early eighties. You yeah. know, so you're not uh, making money. <laughs>
3: Is, is there another alcohol of choice? Is wine, uh, you know, what, what's popular? Manischewitz. <laughs> yeah, right.
10: <laughs> they, they do, the, the, there are a, m- a million boutique, if you will, wineries, and, and the, the restrictions on them are very, very low because it's considered sacramental, um, and, and so there's a million of them, and there's some really great wines, but I think the alcohol of choice is like just shitty vodka.
3: Oh, hmm. Right. I was a really? college once, really? too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you the,
0: the whole state of Israel is—it's like a college, <laughs> it's like a tall, it's college like campus, it's like a frat house. There's <laughs> some shitty
9: vodka. There's a lot
0: of boutique winery, but let's just pound this vodka right
9: now, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, given that there's no real uh, like homebrew club culture, th- there are no competitions in Israel, are there?
10: There are a few competitions. I believe Longshot has come out here, um, oh. but it happens. It doesn't happen at the same time every year. So what happens is, you know, you just submit whatever beer you have, and you're not brewing for the competition, which makes it really difficult because hmm. uh, you, you don't know what you're. So um, look at uh- uh, there are. Some- Look
3: at Jim the Catholic reaching out to the Jews, bringing long shots <laughs> in. You too
0: can be uh, elevated. Elevate yourself yeah. by entering my competition. <laughs> it's a real long shot. Yeah. But, yeah. But so so you you so it's all right.
9: Yeah. Hey, uh, Levi, I think you, you have a charge here, which is a, what, organize like a, a Palestinian Israeli uh, brew off. Oh, you know, maybe that's maybe that, great. Can solve, <laughs> that can solve some problems, you know?
10: I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. I definitely know that there's, um, there's a brewery. Called Tebe um, in in the territories, and uh, and 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 you can get it in Tel Aviv. I know that you can get it. So I haven't had it yet, but from what I understand, it's really good. And if you uh, if we can get a hold of some hungerers we definitely do
9: something. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll get our friend uh, Mazen Hajar of Nine Six One Beer in Lebanon. You yeah. know, we'll get him to maybe MC the thing or something. That'll be great. You get his you get his beer out there. You get
3: the Nine Six One.
10: I haven't seen it, but. Um, in, if I see it, I'll let you know. I don't think I'll emcee it. I think I'll ref it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moscow, in your hypothetical scenario, yeah. if Nathan and I were in this homebrew competition, and I am Palestine, and he is Israel, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I lost by one vote, you think that's going to go over very well? The uh, shit would hit the fan.
8: Bombs away. There might be some rock throwing Because it yeah. hasn't already. <laughs> right. Launch. Yeah. I'm going to dive into this table and missiles start showing up. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing up. Yeah, no
3: homebrew. The new great equalizer. <laughs>
9: yeah. See? John Kerry had it all wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not it's not talking it's drinking it's drinking homebrew yeah,
3: home
10: i <laughs> agree i mean uh, you know brewing is culture and with culture you get to understand everybody's uh, sides and you know be able to talk about it over for some delicious you know libations so you, absolutely problem.
3: amen all right, Levi. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on the show with us. What time is it out there for you right now? You don't sleep anyway.
13: <laughs> He's probably brewing. It's November 2012
10: it's for me. Well, you know, it, Passover just ended uh, last night, so we haven't had any uh, beer or bread oh. in uh, seven days. So I haven't brewed in seven days. So I'm going to probably dust out, you know, all my equipment and uh, from the shed and, and maybe, you know, get something going on.
3: That a boy. All right, Levi, you are our homebrewer of the week. Thanks very much for being on the show. No problem. Have a great one, guys. Cheers, man. Shalom, baby. Good to talk to you. All right, that was brought
9: to you by EcologicCleansers.com. Go to EcologicCleansers.com and check out their straight A and one step. They are committed to helping homebrewers because they are homebrewers, the Ecologic guys. And, uh, you know, why would you want mainstream ordinary beer? You don't. So don't settle for mainstream
3: ordinary cleansers. EcologicCleansers.com. That's right. Great, awesome. Couple more things left to do. A uh, little bit of beer news, right?
15: Yes. It's the Brewing Network's beer news brought to you by HomebrewStuff.com.
9: Well, you know how they're uh, doing news nowadays. Anybody who uh, surfs the internet knows that it's all list form. It's all list Uh, Everything's the the, uh, top
3: 15 whatever. Yeah,
9: the uh, eight reasons why your wife is about to leave you. Whatever it is, it's all in list form. That's the only thing people have attention span for. No,
12: that's...
0: that's, (laughs) uh, Warren's about to be set
9: free. (laughs) I've been waiting so long. (laughs) The dumbing down of everything. Well, so I'm going to dumb it down for you guys. So uh, here are eight beers that you should stop drinking immediately. Uh, Now, this is, of course, uh, according to uh, Banush com uh, whoever the Christ they are. Who is that? Oh, it's, it's a blog, isn't it? Badoosh? Uh, yeah, the Badoosh guys say that the uh, first beer you should stop drinking, if their freaking site would load here. Well, now, the reason that they're doing it, or they're saying this, is that yeah they're very uh, concerned about uh, GMO ingredients that are going oh, into Oh, that's your focus. Okay. Yeah. So now, the number one beer Who you is should it? stop drinking is Newcastle Brown Ale. Now, they say that Newcastle has been found to contain caramel coloring. Class 3 and 4, caramel coloring is made from ammonia, which is classified as a carcinogen. Uh, the one and only beer, they say, with cancer-causing qualities. Newcastle Brown Ale.
15: I, <laughs> False. I've seen this list, yeah. and I'm just going to say I'm probably going to die soon. <laughs> yeah,
3: we all are. We all have cancer. <laughs> Can I just, without us going into a whole thing, just make the statement that... Uh, this just happened with, like, Subway bread, right? <laughs> so while ammonia might be a carcinogen in certain amounts. It's not allowed in food products above those amounts. And it's the same with whatever thing... Like, there's some ingredient in the Subway bread that came a out recently. conditioner or something. And uh, it's, you know, used to make plastic. Like, it's a plastic. But in the amount that it's used in, in bread, it's such a minute... Anyhow, I'm just saying yeah. that it's a very blanket statement to say that it, that ammonia is a cancer-causing agent. You'd, you should... I know that I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm just pointing it out. You have to add, then, the qualifier. It's a cancer-causing yes. agent over X parts per million. Right. Anyway, it's on.
9: like It's like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to drink uh, the tap water because there's chlorine in it. Yep, but it's not all chlorine. Right. You understand <laughs> yeah. the little bit that's in there is good?
3: How about this? Don't drink
9: chlorine. Yeah. Do not chug <laughs> a bottle of bleach. Okay, the second beer is Budweiser. Uh, uh, Budweiser contains genetically modified (laughs) corn. In 2007, Greenpeace discovered in uh, experimental GMO rice in AB beer. Mm.
15: Greenpeace. How dare
9: they. Well, you know, they're looking out for you, (laughs) Mr. Rice Eater. The third beer is Corona Extra. Not that any of us are drinking these anyway, but
3: yeah, I actually love this list so far. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Yeah. Uh, My solar
9: is so intact. Uh, <laughs> number four is fire. So- no, uh, so no Corona. Uh, uh, they uh, also they have GMO corn syrup and uh, polyphenol glycol. That is controversial and uh, is said to be uh, harmful to your health.
3: Uh, very nonspecific. Yeah. It makes you sit on the couch and drink beer. Yeah. Uh,
9: anyway, four <laughs> Miller Lite, five Michelob Ultra, six Guinness, seven Coors Light, and uh, eight, uh, unfortunately, JP, is PBR. Oh, that's all right. How dare they? PBR you- contains GMO corn
0: syrup. Have you seen the rebuttal to that article? Um, So that article Has been around For like a year Has it And this lady Maureen Ogle Has written uh, A scathing rebuttal uh, To this Basically calling Every single thing That that chick wrote uh, Complete bullshit And she actually Went through And interviewed People like Mitch Steele um, And other people That I've never heard of Like Todd Parker uh, but basically people in the industry going, that's entirely bullshit. I've never heard of of uh, MSG in beer before. That's entirely insane. Mm. And this chick has no idea what she's talking about. Okay. So check out marine uh, marine, Al- marine Al- Ogle dot com ogle. Yeah. Or do a new just- book out too. I think. Yeah, something about meat yeah. or something. But uh, anyway, she's like a beer historian, yeah. and she just she's like, I read that. I thought it was total bullshit, and I went and actually did research on it. Very nice. Um, yeah, so check that out, too. All right. So basically, don't stop drinking Newcastle, because it's fucking awesome.
9: Yeah, and it's a, it's a greater lesson, too, which is a, a, anything that you see that uh, is, is telling you one side of something, there is another side. To, yeah. Just go seek it out. I
3: don't know if you noticed, know but air is a carcinogen. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to stop breathing. <gasps> At least Aaron Martinez is a carcinogen. Well, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the fact. Hey,
15: Justin, I just passed you a question.
3: Yeah. Uh oh, like, people want to know if PBR is what gave JP cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the chat wants <laughs> well, According to this article. Yeah. PBR is what GMO corn definitely. syrup.
0: Yeah. Turns out the article's true. When, <laughs> I, I I guarantee I would have more health effect, long term health effects from drinking so much alcohol right. than specifically GMO corn syrup. Yeah. yeah. Did you just jerk off when you said I did, that? Yeah. I the jerk off motion. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. Monsanto, whatever. All right, what else is in the news?
9: All right, well, so here's uh, good news and bad news. Uh, The good news is that under a bill that has passed the uh, Florida Senate... Uh, Community Affairs Committee: Craft brewers will finally be able to sell their beer in that state in growlers, which are of course legal in 47 other states already. The bad news is that in exchange, the bill requires that before they can sell to their customers, they would first have to sell to distributors, who would then sell the beer back at a markup to the brewers, even if the beer never leaves the brewery grounds. Have you guys heard this
0: yet? But it's all—it's it's called just, the three-tier system, right? Yeah. Well, yes, it's a good start. Can we is not? Where
3: we're at with everything? Can we not continue reading this story? <laughs> this is a kind of story that makes me want to. Flip. I, i can lid. stop sure it's just ridiculous right, right. why would anybody ever even think that that's an appropriate thing to do well and it's amazingly it passed eight to one so it wasn't <laughs> like even it was like a eight people thought
9: it was a good idea
13: yeah, all right
3: hey, hey how about this here <laughs> all right i got an idea what if we sell it to the distributor uh-huh and then he done sell it back to you wait what state was it Add in? a markup Sorry. of course because well he's sell, he's buying it and then he got to sell it yeah. so he got to mark it up and then you sell it to your customer here, check this out, though. Never even have to leave your building. Best part. We'll do it all on paper. The only, the only, uh, I, lo- I love it. The only problem
0: I have with this bill is that your Texas accent when you're from Miami, asshole. It's right, all it pretty is. Texas-y. Yeah. I mean,
3: come on, and, and, uh, oh, what? Well, hey, if you put it that way, I think that sounds unreasonable. Pass. Let's go get a fucking get
0: Cuban sandwich. Hey, all right. let's go down to Chick-fil-A.
3: I mean, why do you, I don't know why we've been arguing about this for a year. Why didn't somebody put it that way sooner? stupid it doesn't have to leave the building does it no it no. does not fuck you why would it <laughs> it's such a stupid thing well that would be dumb if it left the building Justin it yeah. has
8: to leave the building to get the signature flavor of oxidized warehouse for three <laughs> weeks uh, right. yeah. Before yeah, it there back there's nothing like three weeks warm storage
13: what did
9: the one no vote say no. Nope. Uh the lone no vote was uh Republican Jack Letvala. He's from Clearwater. Uh he likened the proposal to um paying off crime syndicates basically. He proposed an amendment. It
3: is. <laughs> it's like
9: that. He pr- thank you, sir. Everyone's it- got to
3: get their cut.
9: So the government's the crime syndicate? No, the
7: I distributor's
3: the crime syndicate. Yes, exactly.
9: Go ahead, um, what he say? He sa- well, he proposed an amendment that would require distributors to actually buy the beer and move it to their own warehouse before delivering it back to the brewer. See? which you. is <laughs> Which is ridiculous <laughs> yeah, because like, all that yeah. does is just make them feel a little better yeah. because the beer is actually leaving and doing something.
3: It's It's not doing adding anything. a physical component. what yeah, right. it's all. Exactly. Exactly. got to buy that's machines. That's the justifying
9: the cost? Now, his quote is priceless. He said, if brewers are going to have to pay this tariff, so." of like protection to vinnie in new york then they should
0: at least have to move the goods
2: what? <laughs> is just a stu- i mean Please don't do it
0: because if you do that i'll vote for it well i think he's saying <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, maybe he was trying to like uh in point a out how way. stupid it is yeah, yeah. Like, well yeah, well yeah, if, if, if you're, you're gonna, gonna charge us d- you actually right. have to do something you're you're right going, oh well that is really stupid but uh wait so this yeah. is now
3: actually the law like that's how it is like it passed and they have to do eight to one
0: you're so, welcome for the brewery. So a small,
3: yeah, exactly. So a small brewery makes the beer, sells it to a distributor who marks it up and sells it back, and then they sell it to me. That is correct. Who can stand for this? That happens in other states.
0: Uh, it's already happening. A yeah, lot but not for, a lot of states. But not just to sell growlers. No, in no, your no own but tap room, beer. Right? Period. Yeah. Oh, well, right.
3: I understand the three tier system in general. Yeah, but as, no, but, the, but it, like here in California, it doesn't have to work that way, right? Like, like you guys no, can doesn't. sell your beer directly. But there are
13: states that are set up just like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Legally, the beer is sold to the distributor and, and it's sold, sold back, back to the brewery,
3: oh, but it never moves. My mind is, it just explodes. I think Washington is,
13: don't quote me, but I think Washington is like that. I'll quote the shit out of you. All right. I said it.
9: All right. Just to drive the nail in a little further before we do our last story. story. Uh, Senate President Don Getz uh, has already told the Associated Press that he supports the bill as a favor to Anheuser-Busch InVeb distributor (laughs) Louis Baer, a major GOP donor. Yeah.
3: I support it. What is it? I don't know. Cha-ching. A.B. Thank you. God bless. God bless America. (laughs) Cha-ching. All right. What okay. else? One more as it pertains to GMO crops. God bless them. <laughs>
9: uh, I'm sure you think of uh, Monsanto and etc. like we were just talking about. Uh, but what if an entire industry like beer could undergo a revolution by rewriting an entire organism like yeast from scratch? So think synthetic yeast. A team of geneticists at John Hopkins University is doing just that. And if they're successful, the ramifications could be big. So as Popular Mechanics reports, uh, it's called the Yeast 2.0 Project. Um, it has designed and written an 11 million letter DNA code, which is being snipped out and snapped into cultures of regular yeast.
3: I can't switch from the stupidest story on the planet to <laughs> DNA. <laughs> my brain just doesn't. I can't wrap my head around it. Would you want to do like a mid-level story? Yeah, I in I (laughs) to just give me something moderately stupid. Like a a label
9: lawsuit story or something? Yes. Okay. Uh, So recently, this John Hopkins team, they they blew past their first developmental milestone. They completed an entire chromosome, which is the third in yeast's 16-chromosome structure. And they're doing more than just rewriting. They're optimizing and downsizing the length of the genetic code that the yeast relies upon uh, to fulfill its genetic destiny, essentially turning life into computer code mm. right so they're going to fabricate yeast from scratch right i'm and, all for and, it and, and what they're saying is is you could basically there's no limit in that case to the the flavors you could get from yeast yeah you can
8: have it have whatever flavor profile you want so i don't I just like want tropical so i don't have to buy all the right. stuff you're talking about <laughs> yeah it's <right?
3: laughs> tropical, tropical yeast. Yeast. just make me
8: tropical yeah. and then the contracts can just toss Let's, and call an ipa yeast in any yeah. case, I mean, we'll stay. We'll. I'll. I'll stay um, abreast
9: of uh, this story, and uh, as they continue writing the code. But w- what do you guys think of this uh, synthetic yeast?
0: I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I Why? Think I could, it there's no yeah. way it's going to be cheaper. I could care less about it.
15: I think their funding needs to be evaluated. I mean find a cure for cancer or the common cold. Right, really right. there's yeast grows.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, like they're
10: it's sake. it's true, it's right, fixing a problem right, that doesn't exist. Right.
8: Don't bring a bottle of that near my brewery, then I'll have to pay the patent well, that right. a that brewery, then code that <laughs> the guy <laughs> right. paid to make that Proprietary, yeah, and once right. that gets in my fermenters and stuff, he's going to come find me, and then I owe him money. So yeah. fuck that.
5: It's just a better solution than normal. yeast. That is, say, it produces these great flavors that
3: just people can't live without. Yeah, I'm really upset that there's not a yeast that tastes like prosciutto yet. Like I need yeah. another. Like it's, it, you know what I mean? Like the bacon bomb oh. yeast. It'd be like a rush beer
5: just from the yeast. <laughs> yeah. Boutique There flavors. you go, know, tasty. That's your angle on this yeah, whole Then thing. I could, yeah, then I could definitely do the one
3: gallon batch. <laughs> right. All right. Well. But, We're all uh, dumber having heard both of those stories. Yeah, That's right. what I think.
9: But, well, God bless Monsanto and John Hopkins University yeah. and the state of Florida. And that is the news brought to you by HomeBrewStuff.com, who uh, are in the middle of spring cleaning. So uh, yeah. go uh, uh, check out their uh, Caption This contest on uh, Facebook. <laughs> and if you're funny and you get a lot of likes, you can uh, win a Mark's keg and
3: carboy cleaner yeah. and make your spring cleaner at HomeBrewStuff.com. Which I need, by the way. I need, I need a
0: carboy cleaner. Keg cleaner thing. I need you to go and make a funny comment. Who is it? Her name is Kate. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> very um, good at I it. I do have an update on the on that Florida uh, law. There's a, a listener in the chat room, Zeke. He says that law never passed. Uh, the entire legislation was changed. They debated it today. As a matter of fact, what they changed it to was that if you brew less than two thousand kegs, you can have a tap room, sell growlers, and sealed products. Above 2000 kegs and anything that is sealed has to go to a distributor, but you can still apparently serve it in the tap room so uh, like all the brewers uh, which was what you would expect all the brewers in the state supposedly were in an uproar and they went to the legislature to testify i see so apparently there's going to be a vote on it but uh but there has been outrage on that story and and they are changing it as of today moscow gets <laughs> all his news from two weeks ago
3: instant <laughs> updates <laughs> yeah. really to get voted on today, this just in well, well i don't know if you knew this but he's so cheap he has dial-up internet and it's not that he didn't it's not that he didn't <laughs> yeah. download the news today it's yeah. that it's from two weeks it, ago. it just finished loading yeah. on exactly. video
0: calls. The, I only see four pixels. Of so. <laughs> yeah,
3: What's wrong with dial-up? Isn't that what we're on now? <laughs> it's fine. Just keep up the good work, Moscow. Yeah,
9: well, it said it passed 8 to 1, so I, in, what, they changed the past product? Well, I, past I read committee. exactly what was. That's a committee, not, not it might the legislature. Have gone to the oh, eight, 8 to eight
5: 1, maybe like 500 yeah. to 1 or something.
9: Okay, well, like. yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read it, but there, there was a quote from uh, the lobbyist for Holland and Knight, which represents the Florida Brewer's Guild, which is like 90 craft breweries, and I love his quote. He said, uh, it comes down to, we want a simple bottle size, 64 ounces, that's it. It's very simple. And instead, you have these other forces wanting to pull this red tape and this bureaucratic nonsense on breweries that are growing at a ve- very healthy rate. It's ludicrous. Robert,
0: what Whoever if that guy that is in for a, president. An entirely different tone. He was like laughing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> 2,000 kegs, though,
8: that's 1,000 barrels? Yeah. It's well, that's, not that much. seems like a weird way small. to measure it.
0: What size keg? Is there
13: a, is a standard cake? Well, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't yeah, barrels. I'm sure a half barrel. Yeah. Barrels. I think the
0: listener... He, he, maybe He barrels. even quoted 2,000 kegs. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, his name is Zeke. He's up on Florida <laughs> News. He can't be too bright. Know.
3: How many kegs? 2,000!
0: That's a lot of beer! I vote I! I'll yeah. steal that much in a week! <laughs> yeah. Where should we cap it? 2,000! <laughs> All right. All right, Gavin Who Johnson. him to the board? He can only say two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> can anyone think of a bigger number? Yeah. Nope. Right. Who wants soup for lunch? Two thousand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have two thousand soup again. I like how Sam's now the representative of <laughs> <laughs> the
3: Florida. Florida.
0: Yeah. He's everybody in two Florida. <laughs> 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 All right.
3: Go to adamneve.com right now for a limited time. You get fifty percent off just about any one item. You get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs from genres such as balls, big boobs, cheerleaders. <laughs> Fun things. big <laughs> about, that no. Warren. Fun things? Not a category. MILF. MILF. I don't think Big Balls is one, I is, it? I just balls. I is it? I hope is. hope. Who
0: would want to see those? I didn't even specify
3: the size. Out, I outdoor. Just said ball. <laughs> I Balls. I, I crossed it with butts and Balls. <laughs> big Balls. balls. Yeah. Big ball. Anyway. Do you
9: think you're ever going to get a letter from Adam and Eve like, uh, it has come to our attention that you have been naming genres that we don't offer, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the, the script says something very specific, right. and fun <laughs> things, and Big Balls are not on there, yeah.
0: sir. My only argument would be... Why not? Well, yeah. yeah. Then I think the genre? I think the next paragraph would be: Do you know anybody who would be interested in helping us form the? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the yeah. The next line is actually: Could you please have JP give us a call? Uh, he seems to be excellent at uh, some That's of these categories. a category. ball genre.
3: Uh, all right. Uh, use coupon code BnArmy. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y Look, it's a great non-creepy way to shop for your adult products. You don't have to go stand in that weird <laughs> store with everybody staring at you, and,
15: Well, you you're know. definitely catching hepatitis.
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: you don't want anybody seeing you pull down that double sided dill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want, especially the one that's just out of reach. I can. I, I do you need some help? Yeah, I just can't get the. I right, sir, we'll have to get the ladder.
3: Uh, Margie, we're gonna need help with the double sided donger. Up, you know? No, no, not that one. The no, no, the one. bigger one. The, yeah. the 14-inch? Yeah, the yeah. one up on the show. That's right. The Jason right.
8: Petros mold.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> the it's, zero
3: gauge.
8: It's yeah. a team
9: lift. Yeah. What about when you have to ask for super embarrassing porn titles? Oh, Do you yeah. guys have uh, anal Brockovich and stuff? <laughs> right. I'm looking for this in triple extra large. <laughs>
3: uh. <sighs> Uh, Margaret, we have a liar at the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret,
15: thank you. <laughs> liar squad
2: <laughs> to the front. <laughs> <pit>. <laughs>
9: With the chain on the glasses. Please come and embarrass him.
15: The library only for porn. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Margaret, when you're done cataloging all of the anal titles in the back, please, uh, we have a liar at the counter.
9: When you're done sorting the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, You started
8: on those at 8 in the morning. It's now 4 in the afternoon. A was the first one.
0: You're not doing shit. Get up here. Help us with this. Uh, uh, Margaret, I've, I found this uh, foot fetish in the anal category. Can you please uh, <laughs> I want you to take the whole shelf I can't down? Can't be
15: that many letters.
0: in a form
3: <laughs> a, I'm really P. sorry. That's not how it was in the microfiche. D Yeah,
0: from uh, 1962. The porn card catalog. Yeah, yeah. I have this on beta. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're you're technologically advanced. <laughs> he and We're still Margaret converting over to microfiche. <laughs> All right, Adamneve.com. <laughs>
5: Oh, and I, I did read that there is some question about the language being correct at 2,000 kegs. It says that, actually.
8: That's the language oh. of the it law. Is the language of the bill, yeah. Mm-hmm. So kegs
13: and can be any size. Yeah, they're all confused about it that. It doesn't matter wow. how many growlers they make. just how many kegs <laughs> they make.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big-ass <laughs> kegs.
3: 15-barrel kegs. It's to cold, find a uh, keg of growler, and
0: there you go. <laughs> all right, I got an early flight. Let's get out of here. What's the uh, oh. Twitter game today? Oh. <laughs> uh, Twitter game is, if uh, you had to name a piercing after the Brewing Network... What would you call it, and where would it go? Yeah. So, our good friend Brandon Zeddy's, who, if you remember, wrote the uh, very awesome Brewcaster Challenge theme song. Oh, I forgot to play it today. The
9: Brewcaster Nate just did. I think he, he actually... I just went, saved
0: you some time. <laughs> You're done. Yeah, I don't know where went, I put it. He went back into the studio and remixed it. It's a digital remaster. He remastered it. Oh. Did you get that uh, copy? I think he sent me like a shortened version, I yeah, thought. I yeah, I just called it a remaster. Oh. I think it gets yeah. right to the oh, words. Yeah. Uh, limited probably... dance remix. Yeah, yeah I got <laughs> it. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Brandon says... Uh, uh, he would uh, have the piercing Would be a steel rod Through both ass cheeks To attempt to keep Beer farts in It would be called The neutralizer Okay Ouch uh, Someone on uh, Twitter Called Testes uh, Says he would have A chain from a man's tongue To a woman's nipple Called the Tasty <laughs> <laughs> Good name That's not bad uh, Eddie McMullen writes oh. uh, He would have a piercing Through JP's lips So he would shut the fuck up I like that I like one, that one. <laughs> what, what he call good? it no, he didn't you see he didn't say so he's well, probably disqualified loser. yeah he's an idiot Uh Ian Hay writes the Prince Petros whereby the wiener of one brewcaster <laughs> winner don't I even know it doesn't understand. matter <laughs> and that is the winner is connected to the lower lip of another brewcaster <laughs>